right, so Martin opens for you. Martin opens for me, and I'm like cocky as fuck. You know, I don't think anybody can touch me. Right. Martin, you know, I normally didn't even watch opening guys fucking come to the side of the stage and people are fucking laughing harder than I've ever seen people laugh in my life. Like they're hurting themselves like, like, like unbelievable. And then I had to go on after that. Like, you know, it's a bad set when you're still talking about the guy before you like <laughs> 30 minutes in. Yeah, that Martin. It was funny. Like, it's so weird. Cause Martin like literally ushered in a new comedy. Martin, you know, hey man, every all this everything black in the last whatever fifteen twenty years is because of Martin Lawrence. You mean within the sort of the? Def I mean, Jam. like literally, most of the comedians, all the UPN, all the WB, right? Interesting. All you know, yeah. Everybody hates Chris. Whatever. All yeah. this shit has. You got to remember before. From Def Jam and Martin. The show Martin. Yeah, Def Jam and Martin. You got to realize, too, it's not that there was no black shit before Martin. When Martin came on the air, I believe the Cosby show and a different world were still on. Wow. (laughs) Okay? I know for a fact different world was still on, but this was some other black shit. Right. Welcome to What a Time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, This is a very special episode, as you guys may know. Um, we've done a lot of retrospective episodes about our favorite things, and um, we're finally getting to Martin. That was my favorite thing on the first episode. It took us four years to get here, <laughs> but we're finally here. Hey, we made it. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to introduce some guests real quick, and then we're going to get started. Um, you guys know Jasmine. Say say Jasmine. It's me. I'm Jasmine. Okay, you know me. fire, fire, fire. Who we have with us? Hey, I'm Tevin. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hell yes. You might know me. It's Bree. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Well, welcome back, Bree. Welcome, Tevin. Glad Thank to have you. you on as Martin's super fans. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> So, we're talking about Martin, the TV show. Uh, the reunion came out on BET Plus. Yeah, like June 16th. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, it was long overdue because people have been trying to get those people together for quite some time. But the way I wanted to lead this in, since we have some super fans in here, is with a little bit of trivia. Ooh. So, uh, a few birthdays ago, Jasmine bought me this Martin trivia game right here. Shout out to Zumble. Yeah, shout out to Zumble and shout out to you. Been following them yeah. for a long time. That's right. They follow us back, too. I yeah. Think. I hope they still do. So we're going to play a few of those cards and see uh, where everybody's head is. Because these are actually pretty hard. I played the game. And even as a Martin fan, you know, you sometimes get a little, your episode's a little mince. Because the issue with watching something in perpetuity 
like like I do Martin, is that I don't always know where I am sometimes. I'm watching it every day for my entire black life. So let's get some questions going. Jazz is going to read them to us. I'm going to be the I'm going to be the host of this. Let's do it. Which of the following episodes of Martin isn't from season one? W variety show. Z Jerome's in the house. U arms are for hugging. P three men and a mouse. Tevin. I'm going to go with arms are for hugging. Ding ding ding. Yep. We got a ding 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 in there. We do now because you just said it. How much money did Pam tell Shanene Martin was charging to get into his fight party? W. T- Tevin? <laughs> we all know it. Go ahead, go ahead. $10. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You know what? Because uh, Tommy was going to pay. Yeah, like Tommy was going to pay. He was like, please, Martin, owe me $10. That was he said, that was a personal loan, Tommy. This is business. <laughs> What type of car did Shanae say she had when her and Tommy got into a car accident? Whoa. W, Benz. Z, BMW. U, Volvo. P, Lexus. Volvo. You didn't tap the, you didn't tap. I mean, I'm afraid. And you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) It was a BMW. Nope. Damn. It was a Lexus. It was a Benz. What? Oh, wow. I'm just thinking about how that was Shanae's worst episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shanae don't got a lot of bad ones. Mm-mm. All right. How long did Gina say her and Keith Washington dated? W, three months. Three months. I'm sorry. All right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I only noticed because there's a blooper where well, Cole says, I don't know about you, but in three months, you'd have my baby. Yes. And, and Martin's like, Cole, how... It takes nine months to make a baby, right? He's talking to the audience, right? Like, how's she going to make He's like laughing at the joke. Like, he knows, like, he knew the joke was what it was, but, like, it hit him like, who wrote that? Like, <laughs> what was the name of the community center Martin was supposed to host the opening of? W, Peace and Love Community Center. Z, New Jack City Community Center. U, Peace and Love Community Center. P, Boys and Girls Community Center. Bree? I'm going to go with Peace and Love Community Center. Dang. Boys and girls. Wow. The answer is Z, New Jack City Community Center. Wow, that's awful. Which of the following movies was Cole supposed to bring for Martin and the crew to watch? W, Jungle Fever. Z, Do the Right Thing. U, Above the Rim. P, White Men Can't Jump. JD? I forgot the first one, but it's what the, that's what the answer is, I think. Uh-uh. White man can't jump. Ding, ding. Wow. I don't even remember that reference. That's how these cars be going into the trenches. Like, yeah. they're in the scripts. That's season one, episode Boys Are Us. Wow. Martin agrees to babysit his infant cousin-in-law when his parents go out of town. What was the infant's name? W, Corey. Z, Connor. U, Charles. P, Cameron. Bree? Cameron. Yep. Ding, ding. Where's Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> no, Shanae, Shanae comes up. Rocking the baby on the treetop. All right. What did Bob from marketing tell Keith Washington he needed to get? 
Y'all laughing already. Nobody got the answer without the options. This party's crazy. This room is crazy. This whole damn room is crazy. W, a white backup singer. Z, a marketing manager. U, a white backup dancer. Or P, some hammer pants. Hammer pants. Yep. Ding, ding. It's coming up all P lately. Have you noticed that? A lot of P. Pushing P. Who, you know, I just saw something that was like, Whatever somebody winning in a, in a card game, black people who shuffled these cards. <laughs> hey, the next one was gonna be P, but I moved it around. Okay, so, listen, yeah. Hey, who shuffled try. these cards? Don't even try. They're gonna be getting mad at fate. Like, like they didn't know any better. Like, who was Martin's senior prom date and the mother of his alleged son? Oh w. Right Tanya Nicole. No. Z. <laughs> Z. Sherry Jackson. You, Angie Johnson, P, Sonia Adams. Angie Bree. Johnson. Oh. Ding, ding. I was going to go with um, Sherry. <laughs> for, for a second. For a second. All right. How much money did Tommy find outside of Martin's door? $50. Ding, ding. Wow. Um, who called and got Martin an interview for Channel 51? Bree. Gina. Ding, ding. Mm. Yeah, whenever she went in and bro man was interviewed. <laughs> you get interviewed, he was like, yeah, they call me, bro. <laughs> I would like to shift gears and go into a debate card. Ooh, leaning in, everybody. Which of the following characters from the show Martin gotta go? They're not in the episodes. They do not exist. Okay. Take them out. Okay. Hustle man. Bruhman, Varnell Hill, or Miss Jerry? That is How about whoever so, came up with this that card? That is ridiculous. Go. But you know, it has to be Miss Jerry just because of like actual acting content. Yeah. And I mean, because the Bruhman can't go anywhere. It's too iconic. Hustleman. I mean, Hustleman created Tracy Morgan. Like, yes. Like, Tracy Morgan found that character. Right. That, that was that the character. first acting credit he ever got. And, I mean, just the, the whole voice of, his whole voice, his whole energy was the first. You've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. And Varnell Hill? The Varnell Hill. The Varnell man. Not Damn. only was that character great just because of how Tommy Davidson approached that character, but that episode created the shift for the entire show. Right. And some catfish are delicious. <laughs> I mean, they obviously forgot about Miss Jerry with the reunion, so. Yeah, I mean. A reason. I, I love her to death. She's but, a minor character, yeah. but you it's, it's like a, it's a little bit of a, what do you call it? Like when you embellish like a, a dish. You know what I'm saying? It's a little tree. Parsley. Parsley. Like parsley yeah, yeah, she's parsley. All right, so let's flip it. Which of the following characters played by Martin was the funniest? Ooh. Do y'all want to do open ended or do y'all want me to give y'all these four options? Probably options. We do. You want to do open ended? Yeah, let's do. Open-ended. We we have to answer that question regardless. You okay. want to you want to list all the characters? So we have the iconic Shanae. Mm-hmm. We've got Jerome, mm-hmm. Old Otis, mm-hmm. Dragonfly Jones, Bob from Marketing, Roscoe, Mama Payne, Mama Payne, yeah, and um. Beef. King, beef. King, <laughs> King Beef. King Beef. King Beef. Underrated. An underrated character. Mm-hmm. And there's one more that I missed. Right before you said my pain, I had it in my head. Oh. Elroy Preston. This one goes out to all my... I, I, <laughs> um, so, growing up, I was really, 
really blown away by Elroy Preston. I thought that was a really funny bit, like a black Hawaiian singer. That that whole thing was very out of left field. Yeah. And they ran with it like further than I thought they would. Don't you know yeah. no good is also don't you know a dope no good. mantra. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? Yeah. Don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? That don't you G O O O D G O O D had me sold. I was like that that part right there is so hilarious. But overall, like I just look look back at Shanae, it's hard to not say that. But it, yeah, it's hard because all of those are funny characters, but. Right. Shanae had the funniest episodes. Like, how do you top control or sophisticated ladies? Sophisticated like, ladies. Sophisticated ladies. When I get that, there, that's the, that. that is one of the best episodes. Yes. Um, mostly because it's Martin's Shanae the whole time. Right. It's the only one where that's the case. And you forget so fast that this is a Martinless episode, but Martin's mm-hmm. right there. But Shanae is being a I mean, just plum full of that mm. ringa ringa ling, <laughs> ringa linga ling, all Macaroni, of that. Tony. Oh my God. Shanene was definitely my favorite character because I literally get lost in that character and yeah. almost forget it's Martin. As ridiculous as that sounds, yeah. that's the one character where I don't think that's Martin. That's right. Martin. That's Martin. Shanene is her own person, yeah. always in my head. I don't think about Martin when I think about Shanene. For one, I think it's the one Martin character we got to know the most. He's got dynamics. Like, Mm -hmm. yes. And because of that, I always forget as well that that's Martin Mm -hmm. as a character. We see Shanae's apartment more than once. Shanae has friends of her own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we know what she does for a living. We've known, like, the name of her yeah. partner. Yeah, yeah. They, they built we've sets for Shanae. We've seen her salon. Yeah. Like, she's had sets. Right. Like, we, we've we gotten to know that character. I mean, and she slept with and, Jackie Chan. And, <laughs> right, right. And Shanae is funny. Yeah, so funny. Shanae is funny. So Seeing Shanae Martin, not mm, Shanae, <laughs> Gina, and Pam, right? Yes. Like interact. Yeah. Sing Oh McDonald to the wall. Face the wall and sing Oh McDonald's had a farm. The wall. Oh McDonald had a farm. Yeah, yeah, oh. And on that farm. And on that farm. And on that farm. And Pam sang the shit out of that song. He sure did sing it down. All right, what's the next one? Let's get into it. Let's let's just get into it. Let's do it. All right. So, I wanted to bring this in by just highlighting the fact that Martin Lawrence is coming off of Def Jam, right? He's still doing Def Jam whenever the Martin show airs. And this pilot is like a, a culmination of that energy, finally, because Martin did stand-up. Martin told jokes while he hosted on Def Jam. But you don't get a lot of, like, just 
what he does ultimately. Right. He's a gymnast. He's a comedian. Mm. He's German. People don't give him like he's like he's got a lot of different things going on for a black comedian in general. Right. But he comes out just, I mean, swinging. I think it's because he knew how to work with his friends. He networked across and not yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until this point, you see a lot of black comedians making their way through circuits through the hands of whites and Jews, helping them get their boost. Mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence did it black all the way up to the very top. Yeah. Um, the pilot episode. Strong. Strong episode, right? Strong pilot. So now that episode is um, Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, we're developing characters here. It gets funny very fast because Gina's walking now. They're going through a small tip. It's like a breakup and not mm-hmm. a breakup. But then, gee, gee, gee. That's it. Oh, That's my it. God. I'm sold. I don't even, even know, know why you're still, you're still here. 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 Step. Step. Oh, step. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it sets this tone for this, for this, like, more emotionally sensitive person that he comes off, off yeah. rip. They're already doing... The yin and yang there. Like, he's going to be aggressive for the sake of appearances, mm-hmm. but he's really, really, like, a soft person. It Such immediately shows us their relationship dynamic yeah. of him wanting to be soft with her, but in front of everybody else, wanting so bad to be the man. The man. Yeah. And we literally see that theme throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. This show's tone is about this guy and his relationship and then his friends. Yes. And it lets you know immediately it's about a relationship, but let's follow the characters that kind of make this make sense yeah. for both of them. The opening monologues. Y'all remember in season one? Yes. Very different. He did a few open monologues. Where he's talking in the studio. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Fan? You guys like it? Did you miss it? Not a fan. Really? Not a fan. Not a fan when shows have, where they kind of tap into that fourth wall. Period. Oh, yeah, when they're breaking it like that. Yes, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, now that you mention it, I don't even think I notice when it disappears. Maybe just season one. I thought there might have been a little bit, but you're I right. I don't even know if it's he, the full not, season. It's not the whole season. No. They start doing cold opens mm-hmm. by the end of the season with, like, actual acting, um, which, you know, they're one of the few shows, I think, for the most part, they kind of kept the cold opens on theme, most of the show. Like, it's a little part of the storyline, but it's not way off, where a lot of shows would be like... All right, I got three jokes I want to tell. So we're going to like shoot something where that's a scenario, and then the rest of the episodes could be about something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think did several format changes. I think it made sense, giving him kind of coming from stand up and yeah. coming from hosting. It kind of made sense to transition into having a show and starting it like that. But it also made sense for them to stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it made sense for the time. As we know, that season one is always a, we're going to try this and right. see if it works. And I love Kenan and Kale's openings and closings. I, yeah. I was a big yeah. fan of that. So it was just a sign of the times and just let's see what works, let's see what don't. Right, and I mean, uh, Seinfeld was like the year before Martin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a, he was big for cutting up his bits mm-hmm. and then making that, okay, this show's going to be about a relationship or a car or something like that. So his car joke is in, you know. The only the only opening I even remember from season one is the one about Miss Trinidad. Yeah, where I think it ends with Pryor. Pryor is in one of those opening monologues, technically. 
he just has a few words and then he kind of cuts out and then the show starts. And I think it's the last time we see an opening monologue for that point on. Mm. But what a legendary guest to have high key. Yes. You know, like that's that's gold. Because- Especially for him because Richard Pryor was such a big part of just his inspiration. Everybody's favorite comedian who's a comedian would be like Pryor all day, yeah. all day. So um, we learned during the reunion that Cole was the vote voice from the theme song. That blew right? my mind. Right? And it's not uncommon that someone on the show does the theme song. Yeah. yeah. But I had no idea that that that's who that was. I never thought about it. I never I thought never about it either. I listened to the theme song and said, I wonder who whose voice that is. Who did Apion say it was? He He's said that Capri? it was Kid Capri. Kid Capri. Which makes Kid sense. Capri. Which makes sense. But it's crazy because the cast members didn't even know that. Like, yeah, Campbell yeah. Was to find and, that and, out. and why would you know? I guess. I mean, it's weird to brag about it, right? right. <laughs> like, I was weird to be like, yeah, I said Martin Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, y'all know that's me. Yeah, that's y'all me. know that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's I, me. I, I was holding down, right? So, what is you guys' favorite theme song? love the Martin for some reason because it probably shouldn't be that great of a song but it kind of slaps. I say, I'm not a fan of the theme song at all. When I think about shows at this time, this is definitely not one that I find notable. It just is what I can is. see that because I mean it's, it's kind of intended to be a little annoying. But when I think about um, nostalgic television, part of me needs to hear a family matters just for me to get going. And then you can hit skip. I've never watched Good Times on streaming, but I wouldn't dare. For one. Okay, I'm skipping um, Even I don't, watch, I don't watch Tears. I'm not skipping that. I think. I mean, sometimes making your way in the world today takes everything you got. I need to hear. You that need to hear sometimes. that. Okay. You yeah. Need to I mean, hear I used to write theme songs in a way where it was supposed to be inspirational anyway. Yeah. Outside of Martin Lawrence, most of them were like. Sometimes you want to go where you want to know somebody's name or full house. Whatever happened, <laughs> you know, like they're talking to you a little bit. They're well, preaching. Family matters. Family matters. It's a rare condition. This day and age. Come on, to man. read any news. good news on the newspaper page. Step by step, day by day. Mm. It's Period. hard. I'm skipping all of them. Girlfriends, <laughs> kid. I'm skipping them all. Now, season one, one of the biggest champions for the show is the guest stars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, baby. Yeah, my niece is going to be in the episode. It's inevitable. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> She's right. a star. She's okay. a star, yeah. Um, huge guest stars. Richard Pryor, as I mentioned before. Keith Washington, which I guess is weird to say huge. But for the time, I'm sure that was very, very big. Like, what kind of a star was Keith Washington? I know he was an R&B star, but if you were to parallel him to somebody that would be on, on right now, is this like when Lil Zane was on the Parkers? Yeah, that, that yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, very of the time right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. this moment, this moment only. Kim Fields, uh, you guys can definitely break out and about your favorite guest stars per mm-hmm. season. Uh, I did love Kim Fields' episode, by the way. Thought that was a really good one. 
Um, that was yeah, y'all remind me of Martin and Kim Fields. Ah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, kid, which oh, yeah. oh, forever Shanae, forever Shanae is up there. It was just a real stroke of genius. It's weird how often Martin reminded you how not that funny kid and play were. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like House Party Class Act. That's a that's a franchise based on two dudes that aren't funny, like even remotely. The, the movies are pretty good, but they're not funny, right? And the, like the thought, me thinking about it, having been Will and Jazz, like it was supposed to be for Class Act and House Party. We're talking about Will, Jazz, and Martin Lawrence in the same mm. 90s film. If that mm-hmm. could have happened, and that would I would like to nuts. see it. I would like Tisha to see Campbell, it. Tisha Campbell, A.J. Johnson, Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, and Jazz, Jazzy Jeff in House Party. Would have been nuts. It would have been. Little Richard. He's a character. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wendy Williams is in the Kim Fields episode. Um, Beverly Johnson, um, that's Miss Trinidad. Miss Trinidad. That's one for discussing right there. Yes. The way they handled that episode kind of lets you know, like, Gina's a super down girlfriend in this sense. She's not really going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of other women would have been like, this is messy off rip. What you mean? What right. you mean? Like, why is why is the teacher from school, your school from back in the day in the crib? She caught them making out or something. They were like kissing or something she like did. that. Yeah. That's some down ass shit. Your thoughts? But, you walk in and you see uh, you see your man kissing his um, elementary school teacher. <laughs> elementary um, school jail. <laughs> jail. Um, SZA plays the clip of Mark of Gina. Saying, I'm going to beat you up to Miss Trinidad. She literally says, Gojina. no bitch, I want you. Yeah, no bitch, I want you, mm-hmm. right? At her concert, well, this was at Firefly, but she has on the screen Gina doing the no bitch, I want you on a loop during mm-hmm. Go Gina. Just going to say that that's fucking dope. I was like, no, I it is. That. It just goes to show like the impact, which I'm sure we will talk about. But what I love about this episode is that we've seen Gina be like the sophisticated, career-driven, this traditional girlfriend and she just can't do it and she kind of goes back and uses her corporate you know sense of strategy yeah. like wait a yeah. minute yeah. yeah she knew my name and she said that martin didn't even say she ha- that he had a girlfriend right. but she called me gina she Let used her brain she used her brain and not her emotions she used her brain and not her emotions she uses what what she's good at, yeah. which is what makes her a great girlfriend. Yeah. What gets weird is, do you think Martin would have done the same? And do we get an opportunity to see that when she goes on her work trip? Lark Voorhees. Actually, probably one of my favorite guest stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is during the breakup. Yeah. Because the they do break up hella time. Yes. They break up every season. Lark Voorhees is a wild, wild one. Because um, oh, yeah. you guys know she was engaged to Lark whenever she was on the show in real life. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, yeah. And, you know, I hated her character a little bit because she was just way too passive. Like, she was like... Way too she passive. She was like, hey, I, know you, I know you're in love with somebody else, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We're just going to kick it. My you favorite know? scene was her and Shanae in the hallway. Martin did not drop me. That's what they all say. Rejected girl, little girl, just go home and change your pampers, okay? <laughs> Little girl, look, don't get hurt by this little girl, okay? No, you didn't. (laughs) 
Don't you, bitch, don't you put your hand in my face. <laughs> oh, yes. It, it's huge for her because she doesn't, she hadn't done any black work. Right. Mm, yeah. She hadn't. I mean, that during Saved by the Bell? It's during Saved by the Bell. Like, Saved by the Bell's on, but also you realize Lark Voorhees blows up on Good Morning Miss Bliss, like mm. the precursor. She didn't even have any time to circuit her way through black Hollywood at all. Mm -hmm. So her guest stars on um, her guest stars on Martin and Fresh Prince of Bel Air are like very significant mm -hmm. uh, because shortly after that she stops working all together. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I hate that too. Yeah, I hate we'll, it get, too. we'll get into why that happens in a second. We'll keep naming these uh, guest stars. Yeah. Ooh, okay. We got uh, Bushwick Bill from the Ghetto Boys. Um, Very chaotic. Um, but you know what? Um, the majority of the time, they refer to them as little people appropriately. Really? Yeah. I don't make that note. I feel like I feel like I heard little person. I don't. I don't know if I heard the M word. I never said the M word before like that. I never said it like it was a. But I mean, it's it's derogatory. But I don't. In the '90s, there weren't a lot of people that were like ahead of the curve on that. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, and one of my favorite notes about this show is that there's a few moments where I'm like, they were being really progressive with a few things for the time. Billy D. Williams during the breakup. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Gave him the keys. Gave him gave him the wisdom. The gem. Now tell me again. Do you love Gina? Yes. You cherish her? Yes, Billy. Does she sing your heart song like no other woman has? <laughs> Billy D said, go get your girl back. Go get your girl back. I am the boy. And apologize. Uh, and David Allen Greer, who started, started as a guest star and became a recurring star throughout the rest you of the show. Girl. Like you done grown. You done grown. Damn it, nine eyes. Damn it, nine eyes. What's the church line? What's missing? I'm what's sorry. the church line? Tell me what's missing from CH blank blank CH. Uh, you are. <laughs> Yo, and that's so where we first meet Miss Jerry. That's where we first meet Miss Jerry. That's exactly wow. that's what happened. That's right. Yep. I mean, that right there yeah. is gold for season one. Okay. Absolute gold. The standout episodes I have listed here for season one are Dead Men Don't Flush. I was going to <laughs> say that. And I, would, I just feel like that's the episode where each character officially revealed their comedic genius. Ooh. Like, every character stood out read. in that episode. Yeah. Like, Tommy had a moment. Yeah. Cole had moments. Martin. Gina and Pam with the creep, 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 creep. Say it from me four times. Creep, 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 creep. Hey. It was just, you know, brilliance all around. They also sing to him at the funeral, <laughs> and that's like a, the camaraderie starts yes. showing up in like yes. a yes. major way. Yes. He just keeps rolling up. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, these are my friends now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Mike Haggerty, the guy that played him. He, he passed away he recently. Did. But he was a popular guest star DP. of the time. Yeah, DP. He was like, oh, DP. She's like, that's so beautiful. Where'd you come up with that, honey? Dead Dead Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> a common theme in sitcoms at this time where yes. you may or may not have killed someone, you think somebody's dead, and they yes. are very common. Dead. That's right. <laughs> that, but even, they probably had the best flips on those common uh, tropes that you've yeah. ever seen. Uh, Forever Shanane. Oh, yeah. Which we mentioned before, where it's a kid that wins a date with Shanane. Yes. Um, and there's a lesson in tolerance in that, too. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Gina sits him down, he's like, 
that girl loves you. Yeah. And it really was just a radio date. Yeah. I mean, he could have sat through it. Obviously, it was an interesting date. Right. But, you know, I go on interesting dates. And I let them be interesting. I tell the stories. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Don't leave. It's rude. Blackboard Jungle Fever, which we, we got into that mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, Jerome's in the house. Mm-hmm. This is, I think this is the one where he takes Pam on a date. Pam yes. goes out with Jerome. Yes. yes. This starts with Cole trying to get Pam's number. Yeah, oh. Yeah. That bird call. Is that the bird call? Was that the first time he did it? Yes. 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 First time. And when he doesn't get the number, and like he goes back, and Martin's like, did you get the number? And he's all defeated, <laughs> and he leaves, and Martin's like, Cole, come back. <laughs> Arguably my favorite episode of television, like close to it. Baby, you can drive my car. We are on the same page. <laughs> in season one, he introduces all these characters. Mm-hmm. And then in that episode, he brings them all in one. It, like it gets no better than that. It's an A, B, C, D storyline, yeah. and it like runs the entire time that way. And it's this deep character development yeah. because Tommy has the car for a day, Pam has the car for a day, <laughs> Gina's got the car for a day, Cole got the car for a day, and Mars got the car for a day. They yeah. fucked that car up oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> real <God>. bad. <laughs> but every single night gives you something. It was fresh. mess. Yeah. It was and mess I every night. Love Tommy's night because Tommy decided to drive Shanene. Yes. Kilo Lover. understand why. He chose, he to, do chose that. to do that with his <laughs> night. With his night. He said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna drive Shanene and like, her friends I didn't around. even know you was close with them like that. Yes. Like what is that what's happening here? Well I mean that lets you know what kind of community it is. They yes. they do favors in this community. Detroit they do. It'd be like that too, though. Shanene is be literally like just Martin's neighbor. And they hear yes. Tommy. He's <laughs> driving them to the club. Shanene, got... you drink a whole 40? <laughs> you got, you got uh, Kim Cole. Kim Cole. Yes. I was and about to say, geez. we got Kim Cole. And Yo-Yo. And Yo-Yo. I mean, I love me some Yo-Yo to this yeah. day. Like, uh, I love me. Yo-Yo. Low, low. I'm sorry, Kalua. Shanene goes, Aki Lolo. Your mom was tripping when she gave me that. I know you're talking about Shanae. Everybody loves you, love. I don't know who likes Shanae. Everybody loves Shanae. Everybody loves Shanae. <laughs> Such a good episode. Um, and then the breakup. Let's get to yeah. the end of the season. <laughs> ass statue. Oh, yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Doing a butt. Yo, listen. What's so amazing is it's a real, like a a real relationship problem that you would have if you're like somebody who's not formally educated. They think somebody who is. They might yeah. have some interest that you're not into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I, but that ass statue was ridiculous. It was ridiculous mostly because she does not know her man in this situation. Hello? She doesn't know her man, and she's almost trying to impose her taste mm-hmm. and interest onto him. Yeah. Like, you should like it, Martin. This is art. And it's like, to him, art is music and right. posters. And right. Basketball sneakers, right. fashion, like that's that's his art. Right. And, a lesson, and a rather lesson. than her allowing those two to coexist, she, in Martin's words, was trying to turn him into her, her bougie uptight yeah. father. <laughs> well, don't try to turn me to your mother. Oh, but I can't grow a mustache. The jabs were jabbing. Not only bit. that, but 
they were acting their asses off because there is a point during that breakup where she's like, I'm just really unhappy right now. I'm very, very, very unhappy right now, okay? That by far the best breakup yeah. on television. And what a way to end the season because it's all based in their relationship and then they break up. Yeah. We yeah. saw the season start with the beginning of their relationship mm -hmm. yeah. and then we see the season end yeah. with a breakup. The getting back together episodes were just as good as the breakups. Every time they broke up, they got back together even better. Yes, mm -hmm. in the funniest way. Now, as I mentioned before, Martin was engaged to Lark Voorhees during this period of time. What's so interesting about this is, you know, the timeline gets weird as things go on between Martin and Gina. Mm -hmm. But that relationship with Lark doesn't pan out also. And right. it doesn't pan out because I think at this point, Martin is getting a bit of an ego. And he's on the Arsenio Hall show and announces his engagement to another woman without technically having ever broken up with Lark. Ooh, and he's still alive to tell the story. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. yes. That is crazy yes. to me. However, Lark suffered dramatically from such. Yeah. Wow, you know, I never really I knew I never that. knew this, but I've always known of the mental health struggles that she's yeah. had. Yeah. Um, not this kind of making sense. Uh -uh. He fell in love with Miss Virginia. You know, he literally did what he wanted when he was popping. That's really kind of what the issue is right there. And like, yeah. the fact of the matter is people say that, but it's not true. Nobody's popping. You will get humbled very fast. Not Here. popping enough to do something like that. Oh, right. you know, like Jay-Z said, still nigga at the end of the day. Mm. It always boils back down to that. But that's a very interesting note. I also like the fact that he was on Arsenio when he said it because Arsenio comes back up in um, the next season. Season two, Ooh. guest stars, Jasmine's cousin, Miguel A. Nunez, <laughs> Fayetteville, North Carolina. Shout Fayetteville out to State, Miguel. by the way. <laughs> Juana Man, y'all know him. Y'all know yeah. Juana Man. Pretty Ricky, what they call him. Pretty Ricky, what they call him. Hello? <laughs> Can I just tell y'all that is my favorite episode because Tisha Campbell kills it. She, she kills it. I have a, such a strong argument for her being a great co-pilot. Mm -hmm. yeah. In both of the strong shows she's been in, Martin and my wife and kids, mm -hmm. and you really get to see her comedic side in that episode. Absolutely. Like, and the way they broke it down on the reunion just... Yeah. It I made sense. With the Nova King. Yeah. With the Nova Team. Like, <laughs> you sound just like her. She did her ass whoop for showing up. I got hit with up. the Nova Y'all can just kiss me. Give me an avocado man. Now what y'all doing with your girl show up like that to the class reunion? Oh, uh, let me tell you something about Miguel me. Miguel Nunez says she looked like elephant man, y'all. <laughs> oh, yo, he lit her ass up. Right, y'all gonna, like gonna act like that shouldn't have been a thing. She looked a yeah. fool. She, she did. did. Also, in that, <laughs> in that episode, a young Wendy Raquel Robinson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bad as she ever real? been. Yep. Fine as hell. How, how do these women, who are these women? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because sometimes you'll see a black girl in 1992 yep. and see that same black girl in 2022 and be like, Hey, nothing's changed. Nothing. If anything, it's gotten better. I like, feel the exact same way about Snihilation as I did when I was five. Five. That's nuts. But Gina on that episode, like, I'm thinking about her lip dripping and Martin catching it. Martin, Martin had to take that. Like, Martin, this was a, a legitimate we thing. 
Yeah. Right? She shows up. He didn't want her there. But ultimately, he's like, hey, he had to protect my wife. I can't just be out here acting like she's not here. Right. So he was like, yes, that's my... Like, he owned it. I think yeah. that was like a real... It was pivotal to, for people to watch because during the time where, like, you've got sitcoms that are just roasting people on parents mm-hmm. all the time and they're obsessed with weight and all this, like, mm-hmm. crazy um, yeah. cosmetic stuff, to just have somebody hold somebody down during a rough patch is huge. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Davidson. Oh. Shaboing boing. That was not planned, Kiss y'all. Kiss the pretty ladies <laughs> and then sign some autographs. Barnell man can't. Shaboing boing. <laughs> We don't Bar talk about him enough. We can't. do not. We don't talk about Tommy Davidson enough. Well, you know, he got a bad rap kind of in his career in general. The the moves that he made. What did were, he do? Just, strictly business. It just didn't work. Wow. Oh, I thought you meant he did something personal and we no, like, no, said, nah, nigga, no. we ain't fucking with you. But you know what? Something to notice that he was, he's, both his parents are white. Yes, he was yeah. adopted. He was adopted. Oh. So he's kind of got a different upbringing from his peers in all of those rights. But what he does well is physical comedy. Like, that yeah. was always his thing. He had no lines for that episode. Yeah, all of that all was improv. Yeah. Now, they originally wanted Arsenio, for real, to play oh. that. It was going to be like a, a breaking of a fourth wall, like having an actual Arsenio cameo and him being on the Arsenio Hall show. And Arsenio turned it down. Wow. And it pissed <laughs> Martin off, which led to him talking to Tommy about literally trying to roast this man. And... You got to give it to Tommy. Like, did he did he show up to play or not? Because even down to the way, like, it's all satire. They're making fun of Arsenio the entire time. See, I didn't time. know that. It yeah. really changes the entire yeah. perspective of the episode. Still funny. Still but, funny. Um, And very greatly executed. Yep. Yeah. Where, where my dogs at? Where are my kittens? All that. That's, <laughs> that's like woo-woo. Like, you're trying to, like, play on that. Jodeci's also in that episode. Yeah. Just a moment. A like, classic scene. A classic can't see, can't see lately. All that. Something I learned from the reunion is that Jodeci did not know that he was coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. They did not know that Martin was going to come out with the mic like that. It's a smart way to be sure that you're getting legitimate reactions. The same yeah. way, like we avoid a conversation about this until now. It's like, okay, well, we're just going to. You want it to it, be natural. When it comes down to physical comedy, I bet you some of the best physical comics know this like rule by trade, like. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Tommy Hearns. Man. Guard Your Grill is the only episode that Martin Lawrence wrote. Really? Yeah. He wrote that one. And a phenomenal job he did. Absolutely. The entire setup for it with him being overtly cocky during that... where he, his own boxing match with the, with the big dude. Punks jump up to get beat down. Oh, I get it, yeah. I want you, Dumbo! I want you! Because <laughs> dude was like, you're really trying to fight me. Like, I love how they brought it back, though. He got super humbled, and he just started saying, hey, this is my funeral now, y'all. I love y'all. I'm out. He was like, look, my bank account. I got 300 <laughs> crazy though like every big boxing match like that episode gets referenced like when it gets yes. referenced yes. we cannot skip over the fact that he got into that boxing match because he was defending gina, gina. Yep. Well, was he defending Gina, or was he just offended by Tommy both. going to... A little bit of both. Yeah. both. A little bit of both. And we all know that Martin 
a soft spot for him was wanting to take care of Gina. Right, right. Like, that was a soft spot for him. Yep. Her making more money than him was always yep. an issue for him. Always. So, anything where it's like somebody could do more than him or do right. better, it's like a jab. That, right. that was a jab for him. So, he was like... A situation like that in real life looks a lot like... Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and Jada not stopping him. Oh, talk about it. Talk about it. They they love bringing up how Jada should have been like, no, nah, don't do that. But like, let's say hypothetically speaking, you with your girl yeah. and somebody hits on her. Yeah. Right. I've been in a relationship where a girl hits on mad. her heavy in front of you like you not there. Well, listen, I've been in a relationship where a guy hit on my girlfriend while we were out like at the gas station or whatever. And I didn't do anything. And she was mm. like, why didn't you say something? I was like, about what? You come over here? She was like, no. She was like, you call me beautiful. I was like, you are. That's why I'm dating you. You should yeah. know that. True. I think that's okay. <laughs> right? But by the same token, I know she's not going to let me, like, pop shit to somebody who could really get, like, beat my ass. Right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's fucked up. That's the part of taking care of you. As my man, me taking care of you is looking it at that nigga and saying, ooh, this ain't the one. Ooh, this ain't nah, the one. We gonna like, chill we on that walk one. away. This ain't ben, the one. Ben, like, get in the car. Listen, right, I gotta pick let, up let's go, baby. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Now, this is one I can't recall. Did Gina try to stop him? In that Gina did say... You know what? No, Tommy. I'm good. Thank you, though. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she didn't but, ride with him. But did she try to stop, stop the Martin? fight? I I, you know what? The fact that it's not relevant to us says everything we need to know. Yeah. yeah. I we, we've all seen did. it yeah. 10 I do plus not times. think she <laughs> did. Yeah. Not enough because otherwise he wouldn't have done it. No, I don't think that's true. No. I don't well, think that's well, true. Well, it's Martin. We got to remember facts. that Cole told Martin. Martin, but it's not. Yeah, he left town. How do you know that? I seen him get on the plane this morning, man. Martin was like, <laughs> I was going to whoop him anyway. Martin went to that fight like, this ain't going to be nothing. And that he was turns around gotcha. and Tommy was there. He's like, I need to go pray. I'll be right back. <laughs> that was the get you gotcha oh of it all. Oh my goodness. Snoop Dogg is next up on the list. Oh yeah. That was the engagement party. Engagement party is up there for me yeah. because they're fighting and that fight is flame. Yes. Whatever they're talking about him going to the movies. The movies. You he may like, not have seen it, but you damn sure heard it. <laughs> with, the, with the head, he was like, I can't see. Who's it starring? Hey, lady, can you move your head? <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so and then when they was talking good. about each other's outfits. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, I got it for your father's closet. Well, while you're in there, get your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and also... Also, one of Gina's best looks, the Morgan State shirt with the with oh, the yeah. leggings. Yeah, haircut. I mean, fire. she was looking like yeah. a ting. We wouldn't have gone to the engagement party for a whole different reason. <laughs> right? I'm ready to tell you right that. Um, standout episodes. I put I put virtually every single one, all twenty episodes. Hey, they stopped the <laughs> puns up yeah. heavy. The yes. pun, it was pun on pun on pun every single episode. Now, is this the season that I think I think is the one where they uh, take the bus trip? Try to take the bus trip home to for Chicago, Christmas. To yes. yes. For Christmas. Yes, yes. it is. We yes. talked about yes, that one. Is. Holiday Blues. That's my favorite Christmas. That episode yeah. is so good. It's so good. And what really st- stands out to me in this one is how much nuance, like, is the joke here. Yeah. Like, I'm dying laughing. I remember talking to you about um, them eating the mints. Your breath and, smell like you got yes. a lot on your mind. your mind. Oh, my God. Busted open. Big, big. Busted, busted open. Yes. Busted, busted open. 
Yeah. And again, the beauty of relationship, knowing sometimes you're going to roll over and that morning breath going to knock you in your head. Knock you silly. And being like, baby, it's okay, bro. Eat that breath mint, though. This season got control in it. Control where Gina works for the hair salon. That's a top five. Absolutely ridiculous. Because why would you trust her to go do that to your business? (laughs) Somebody who ain't got no kind of license. Yeah, come work in here for a day, girl. You got to go to work on Mars, though. What did she think was going to happen? What did she think was going to happen? Can we talk about them telling Mara she looked like Eartha Kid? (laughs) Better than Eartha. Better than Eartha. Polyrubrosay. I'm just skipping through this, this, this. Few episodes right here because it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a friend, Animal Crackers. <laughs> animal Crackers, Wallace, the the best friend. Yes, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. Animal Crackers to kill a talking bird. Oh yeah, my, my mama bird. Kill my mama bird. I mean, insane. Yeah. Fat like that. Wow. They're working out. Yes. Trying to lose weight. That was such a funny episode. The ending when they're at the table yes you know, i hate that scene so much why? because i yes. just ain't like how she was pouring that gravy and making and then and then at the end he gonna say bring that gravy i could do something with it no, 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 <laughs> but look okay after after we go from um fat like that Hollywood swinging, Varnell. Yeah. This is just banger after banger after banger. Absolutely. Thanks for nothing episode. That's season two. She cuts the she cuts the turkey and it bleeds out. Won't there it ain't is when they were holding sex. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Love that episode yeah. so much. And I laugh the hardest whenever they go to bed. You, you, you got the baby toe on me. Uh-huh. And part of your ass is on me. <laughs> that was a head to the border. Yeah. Head yeah. to the border. Head to the border. Head to the border. Yep. No justice, no peace. What she gets the ticket and he's going to try it. This is, I mean, these are such funny episodes and they're all getting better with time. Is that the episode that we got? Got the draws? What does GTD stand for? Got the draws, okay? <laughs> yep, got the draws. Got the draws. And um, whenever the lawyer does the whole, you know, your, your, your girlfriend's head, Saul's <laughs> You heard the man. We can get paid on your head. He said, uh, it's, your head is not big. You just got a lot on your mind. <laughs> and then episode 17, probably the most infamous. Suspicious Minds. That's where I thought you were going. Yeah, Woo! that was right after that. And this was yes. a fave because of the New Jack City the reference. The New Jack yeah. City reference. Um, we learned about the, the dog, not being able to get a real dog. I loved watching them talk about this episode on the reunion. Just yes. talk about what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. How they were supposed to have a real dog. I thought that that was a bit. Like, oh, I yeah. thought that that yeah. was an intentional bit. Me too. But, but I mean, no. it, it turned into one, right? And, yeah. it, and it was so... It just goes to show how good he is Genius. to immediately pivot and execute. Well, you know, with a, with a legitimate stand-up background, you... Fall in the pockets that aren't working for certain crowds that you know you have to have right. some options. Yes. So I think it's really like it's a good background for something like that. We watch a lot of sitcoms that don't involve stand-ups, mm-hmm. which I mean, some people are goats. Like I mean, I, I argue Urkel is an amazing mm-hmm. uh, comedic actor. Like he doesn't get enough credit, mm-hmm. uh, Jaleel, or whatever. But whenever you see a comedian try to do it, they know how to work their bit out until it's like, okay, well, I got to make this work for something. Mm-hmm. And it was three times as funny. 
I think my favorite part too of that episode is watching everyone laugh. Yeah, like everyone Tommy broke breaking character. He couldn't hold it together. He could yeah. not hold it together. Yeah. I, it just goes to show, like they just genuinely had fun. So this season ends with Garrett Morris being fired and John Grise being fired or Grease. Garrett Morris had gotten shot. In he was life? robbed yeah. in real life. He was robbed okay. at gunpoint. Um, he was, I think, a black belt at the time, so mm-hmm. he defended himself very well, but you mm-hmm. can't defend yourself against a gun. Yeah. He gets shot, and they fire him as he's recovering in the hospital. Yep. Dark no time. reason. Dark time. Just fired. And you think about this Martin. time. Stuff like this was happening all the time in business where it, they just did people so dirty in music and in television. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just roll over half dead, yeah. and you fired. Is For this no why reason. he had no part in the reunion? Like, are he and Ooh. Martin on good terms? I He came back. They brought okay. him back um, a season yeah, later yeah, yeah. whenever they decide to open up the restaurant. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they were okay. Or, oh, I think they're on okay terms. Yeah. He did an interview with a strong black lead whenever they were doing those podcasts a few years ago. And mm-hmm. he literally just acts like, you know, that was their decision. I had nothing to say about it. But he didn't get too deep in the trenches. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. he's like a, he's been doing this so long. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Garrett Morris, and I always make fun of him for not being, like, the most hilarious, yeah. you know, black comic to come out of SNL. And it's because he was the first. So that was, like, bound to happen. Yeah. yeah. But where he really shines is in character. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, my little sister, she just sometimes would walk around the house like, Martin, mm-hmm. Jamie, because, you know, he did them both, you know, like, Martin, or Jamie. And that's iconic. It is. And honestly, he actually does have some bits in Martin that are like, because he's a broke, pimpish, yeah. stuck in the past kind of guy. Like, there's a character they definitely wrote for him. Yeah. Mara was his shorty. Yeah, yo, held her down, yep. right? And I mean, and that, she's a legend, too. Yep. People don't give her enough credit. Right. She was in Boomerang and all this. Yep. Other. She's, a, she's a comic. And uh, John Grease, I do kind of agree with that. Sean wasn't, he wasn't working out like that. No. We didn't need Sean. I don't think anybody no. has any real good takeaways from Sean. No. None. And that sucks. Season three. It's about to get deep. Mm-hmm. Shirley Hempel, What's Happening Now, Connection. Martin yep. was on What's Happening Now. Uh, she's in the episode with BB and CC Winans. The Christmas episode. The Christmas episode. Okay, that one might be my second favorite. Really, so, yeah. it's like on the lowest tier for me. Really, because I saw it too much for some reason. I love that one. But you know what happens back when we were watching TV regularly, and they had to do holiday episodes at the time. Yep, they do too many of them. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I remember watching that episode of Martin twenty times one Christmas break, and I was like, I've had enough of this. One. Mm. Like this is the one I gotta let go. Because uh, also it's a fake bomb. I get pissed off really fast <laughs> in that yeah. episode. Um, but Shirley Hempel does make me laugh the most because she looks in the camera and, and she bows. <laughs> and she poses like, we on TV. We on TV. Ooh, ooh. That whole thing is hilarious. Hilarious. BB and CeCe Winans was running the boards with they guest were. stars. They were the most popular gospel. BB and CeCe Winans was like Heavy D in the 90s. Yeah. That was a big deal to have them on there. Yeah. The yeah. I mean, huge, huge. And everybody was acting like, I know BB and CeCe. BB and CeCe Winans. Oh, we go way back. Did I tell you about that? Uh, Millie Jackson. That's past the peas like we used to do. Past the peas like we used to do. Yeah. Mama Payne couldn't stand Gina so much when... 
Gina started singing and doing it. She just like couldn't have her moment. Could not have her moment. Pam, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> now, how would you sing that song if you wasn't drowned out? Sound like, like somebody choking a damn cat. cat. <laughs> No, my God. I love that Tisha Campbell took that one. Like, we kind of know Pam more for being a singer, but Tisha was as well. But she would always let... It was Pam that was the singer. Yeah. It works works out because they're true friends. Like, you could tell that it was really leaving an opening for them to sing. Because, I mean... Gina does push in the, the first episode. She oh, sings. Yeah. She sings a decent amount. She sings. But they they Pam, Pam sang sing at the um, variety show. This is yes. was blowing, right? Yes. So now, I'll do this now. Pam claimed she wasn't in all the episodes in season one and season two in the reunion. Yeah. Right? yeah. People did not know that I was seven out of 13. I wasn't in all the episodes. Mm-hmm. Just in the first year, right? Mm-mm. First two years. Yeah, first, first two, two years. years. First two years. Do y'all have a good read on that? Because I think that's a lie. I don't because I can't remember many episodes without Pam. I would have to literally it go back and watch. It might be right? No, I mean... I'm... I literally told myself I was going to at least go back and read the credits. Yeah. Well, she's listed... For all 132 episodes, no matter what. So okay. we, we have to really check to see if she's not in there. I think she's confusing it for another show she was on. Because <laughs> she, I, I think she also mentioned there were 13 episode seasons and there's 22. You're right. Yeah, so You're how could right. she have not been in... Like, what show would it have been? It couldn't have been Chris. Yeah. Maybe The Neighborhood. But I mean, she, she's a star of that show. But that's too current, you know? <laughs> it's she would have star of that show that. Too. But yeah. they've watched it since. Like, you would think, right? she not ran But no the show? one disagreed with her. I think Martin would have said something, but... I can see Martin being passive about that. You think so? Well... Homework, go watch season one. Let us know. I, I can recollect the stuff that we named. She's in all of that. It's, yeah. just, it's just not checking out. It really isn't checking out to me. Yeah. It was like she appeared... All yeah, even if it's like short bits, I mean, Gina had to have a friend in almost all the scenes. Yeah. Like, it but doesn't maybe, make any sense. Like the breakup episodes, was she in those? Well, yes. Gina moves in with Pam. She was in all of them, mm-hmm. but the right. way she dates her cousin, David Allen Greer. The way right. that that Tashina broke it down in the reunion was they would get the scripts on Tuesday, and sometimes she wouldn't get a script. Yeah. And it was like, well, I guess I'm not in the next one. Yeah, but she definitely was. <laughs> like, right. I was right they there. They had to give my girl a script. Either that or it was all improv and she killed it. <laughs> right. Killed that shit. Right. Marcus T. Polk. Sorry I lied to you, Martin. I just didn't want to go to Arizona. I'm sorry I lied to you, Martin. I just didn't want to go to Arizona. The fact that he's known best for that. More than anything. More, More than, than anything. Of Moesha. He was on hella episodes of Moesha. Every yeah. single one almost. Right. He got kidnapped. He did? He got kidnapped. We still don't know what happened. Hey, to no, that we either. don't care. You know what? Still. Maybe he's in, he's in Arizona. This makes so much sense. <laughs> we, 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 have a, we, have a, we have a Martin <laughs> Moesha connection. He literally <laughs> lied about his age to pretend he was Martin's son. He, <laughs> that took some work, though. That took yeah. some work. He did some math. Oh, you no. Know? <laughs> he did do some math. Good for him. I think there's a debate going on about some states not honoring Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and Martin makes a note he does. of that at the end of the show. He does. Like, he did a very subtle PSA yeah. in almost everything he, he said, did. Yeah. And no, no matter, matter what, what they, they say, tell you, Martin, Martin Luther King Day is a holiday. Stay, Stay home. home. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it all the time. Vivica yeah. Fox is in this season as a cameo, just for a second. Remind me. 
Um, Tommy is trying to get away. I wonder what Pam doing. They playing pool or whatever, hanging out with the fellas. She, she's one of Pam's she, she's other, one of Pam's friends. other yes. friends for that period of time. I'm here know. now. Vivica Fox is a character within herself, and she plays. She's almost typecast. Almost. almost. She is typecast. She has typecast. played the same character in everything. But it's Vivica. I don't it know is. who else. It, it, she's it, not a she, ghetto she black girl. She's not well. a hood rat. She's just uh-uh. Vivica. She's just Vivica Fox. Right. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. I do too, actually. It's underrated because, I mean, her range is crazy. Like, we talk about Martin. She's in Kirby Enthusiasm, too. Like, she can do improv. She can do everything. Um, Outcast, first TV credit. Players Ball. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, Players Ball was their first single, too, which is nuts. Uh, Pam Greer, Coolio, Janet Dubois, Gary Coleman, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Mad Dog. High Noon. High Noon. Yeah. Super, super, super funny for the time. A little aged, but... I remember it being one of my favorite episodes when yeah. I was young. It's a little childish in theory. Um, MC Hammer, uh, wow. who shows up with the with the episode where Stan also shows back up. Rhythm spoons. Rhythm spoons. Yeah, yeah. See, we serve them soup for free. Rhythm spoons. People go up for rhythm spoons every time. Every time. Every time. What I love from that episode that doesn't get enough credit: the cold open. He gets the check. Right, and he was like, "Oh, baby, it's the IRS. I'm Sam. They want me, man. I took an extra block of government cheese. That's fucking funny. That's fucking hilarious. Um, and whenever they find out it's a refund, he's like, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> but, he, but then he goes, I got to deposit this before the IRS find out about the government cheese. <laughs> I think I'll take it back. And literally, every time Martin references having to go to the bank and kind of being a broke boy, it's the best. Yes. It's the best, like, by far. Um, now, Martin did SNL this same season. Mm-hmm. He's hot in the streets. He's doing SNL at the time where Chris is on. But when he goes up there, he does his entire monologue about female hygiene. Some of you are not washing your ass properly. And he told several Lorena Bobbitt jokes, which was the biggest news story at the time. You know, Lorena Bobbitt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we know, know what she did. Yeah, she, what do you call it? Castrated. She castrated a man. Uh, and he tells these terrible, terrible jokes and gets banned from NBC forever. Forever. I was waiting for you to say it. He yeah. gets banned. He gets banned from NBC forever. Literally. Never the, again. In the middle of the show, it just cuts to a black screen. It was like. At this point in his monologue. Martin begins a commentary on what he considers the decline in standards of feminine hygiene in this country. Although we at Saturday Night Live take no stand on this issue one way or the other, network policy prevents us from rebroadcasting this portion of his remarks. Uh, they, they describe they describe the bits, though. They describe the bits without saying it directly, which is so funny because it was like... In summary, Martin feels, or felt at the time, that the failure of many young women to bathe thoroughly is a serious problem that demands our attention. It was a frank and lively presentation and nearly cost us all our jobs. We now return to the conclusion of Martin's monologue. Crazy. He takes it personally. What a time. Because he's in an episode where he has to be a country music radio host. This entire episode is an homage to that situation because he was also paired with a a guest act that wasn't black he was just like in general just like you know snl was in a weird phase where they didn't have current artists on and they weren't having any black people on at all and it was a talk of the town of course chris rock was associated with it because chris rock is always associated with white shit yeah. that doesn't seem to be open to black you know art like it's supposed to be right 
But he sits down at the end of the show, and he's like, Oh, Gina, I done went to every station in town. WNBC won't even talk to me. It's like I've been banned. <laughs> so I told him to kiss my... <laughs> I thought we it was love hilarious. It. I never loved tied it. those together. Yeah, I never tied it. those together either. Loved it. Is that when he's on the country music show? Mm-hmm. He's like, he sings a song, "Love from Behind." Yep, <laughs> from behind. You love me from behind. I just love you from behind. You won't love me from the front, and now I just love, love you from behind. Um, Is this the season they get married? Do they get married in season three? At the very end. Babyface. How was that? Yeah. Brian McKnight at the engagement. Yeah. Babyface at the wedding? Yeah. Well, he's connected. He got juice. Damn. He's got the juice. Now, that season starts with him joining a cult. <laughs> Shaquille Sunflower. Shaquille Sunflower. The man who sleeps on the floor <laughs> can't fall out of bed. Um, what is it? Um, I'm, I'm getting myself right, and I'm seeing the light. <laughs> that whole shit is hilarious. Ridiculous. The salmon, as the river flows, <laughs> so goes the salmon. <laughs> word, word. Yeah, that sounds a trip, boy. <laughs> because mommy throwing that on the Santa Coast. And Martin was so lost, man. He couldn't figure it out. Listen, he had to leave. Man. He said, yeah, I got to get out. He just left his whole life. One of my favorite jokes in that episode, Pam. They show up to the cult, to the wherever it was. She's like, you've lost it, man. Look at you. You're, You're talking, talking to, to a, rock. a rock. I can tell because the, the rock, rock looks, looks bored. bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a funny-ass joke. Like, I was, was like, like, we don't have food for the animals. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have hay. We don't have it. Look, look. You guys are going to have to pack up your camel and go. <laughs> pack up your camel and leave. And leave. Oh my God. And then he comes back and gets really humble. Yeah. yeah. He's at the unemployment office. From the Hoochie Burger. May I take your order, please? I'm sorry, ma'am, but I can't hear you. You're going to have to speak directly into the hoochie. The funniest part of that entire arc is when he quits being a mailman. Gina's like, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, you didn't deliver the rest of this bill. He's like, no, baby, this is all my mail. (laughs) The bills. (laughs) (laughs) When he buffed them floors, and he, and Gina come to check on him, and she read she brought him check. dinner. His check was seventy-seven dollars. You might want to take this home. Somebody might come in here and try get to get it for my seventy-seven. He was buffing them oh, floors with love. My God, humble. What did you humble. guys think about the pivot from WZUP to Word on the Street? Um, not a good. I pivot think it's rough. To me. I prefer WZUP. For sure. Yeah, it yeah. took me a while to get adjusted. It wasn't until the holiday episode where I became a fan. Yes, but see, that's that what bothered and me the meet most. Munch and Monique. <laughs> meet Munch and Monique is a good episode. <laughs> yes. But the issue here is that it was more popular at the time for public access to have talk shows on. Yeah. So it does make a lot of sense for the time. They did not convince me enough with that audience that this could possibly be anything worth anybody's time, though, because mm-hmm. they did not do a set 
that was anything like Geraldo Rivera or mm. or Sally Jesse Raphael or Montel or anything like that. Yeah. They didn't. They did not do full audience at all. There's. It looks like a church. The only takeaway I had from that outside of Meet Munch and Monique was uh, when Hustle Man came on with the little rapping chihuahua. Yo, yo. Shout out to Hustle Moms, my little Hustle Lads. Little Hustle <laughs> Daddy love you, be home soon. That so is one good. of my favorite so moments. Good. I have I have two season three notes. I think this is the best of Martin and Gina as a unit. These oh, niggas great. are funny oh, and they yes. start up. Not only is it puns, but like the way they work together. Yeah. She's a great co-pilot. The way they play off of each other and they are a unit, you do not see it as strong as you do in season three. And you know what's crazy? And I think the good pivot for that is the Clash Reunion, where she does sort of like, oh, I have to do something very physical yes. and very comedic. Um, and from that point on, like, we're just going up because uh, uh, Hashi uh, 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 is also this season. Um, Jasmine, to your point, a great um, example of that is the episode when they're trying to figure out where Tommy works. works. And they oh go on the stakeout. And they go so, on the yeah, they, stakeout. They turn into, into a couple. It was like one of our first times yeah. seeing them, like, work in yeah. sync yeah. comedically yeah. and as a couple. Yeah. This yeah. solidified them in the book for me. Season yeah. three highlight reel for Martin and Gina. And they wrote differently because, I mean, we're also, they're engaged. Yeah. Right? So you're learning these, shout out to Tevin, who just got engaged, yo. <laughs> you're learning these, like, quirks that are going to change, like, your life yeah. from this point on. Like, yeah. when you're dating, you know, sure. these things kind of, like, coming in and out. Like, there's stuff I don't like about people I date all the time, but I don't make note of it. Yeah. But when it's, it gets serious, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this is going to be weird. Yeah. Man. Like, you really be like this? I didn't know. Um, and that was so interesting because the Joy account, things start getting weird. Mm. Hashi Tashi is just so... $5,000? The parking tickets? What season is the parking tickets? Ooh, I think that's season. four. That's, yeah, four. That that's four? four? But, but Martin messes up his line. Don't be the pot. Don't be the kettle calling the pot on a pot calling the kettle. <laughs> Let's it ride. Let's um, it ride, which was so good. Angela from Boy Meets World is in that episode as one hey, of the girls. How uh, ass backwards is that? Right. Well, she was, she's an older yeah. person in this episode than she is in Boy Meets World. Gina wow. comes up there. It turns on TV, right? First, I'm going to call the bank and stop the check to pay for this thing. And then I'm going to go to my car, get the club off the steering wheel, come back up here, get the swinging, basically. Oh, you, you're going to leave? You're not going to stay? Bye, Snake. Bye, Giggling. Hey, guys, say bye to the television. Snakes and Giggles. And the best thing about it is that Martin's standing there defeated, and she's like, you're still here? I had this Janet Jackson voice, and so you can really hear it on... What are you doing here? You still here? This, to me, was an ode to Martin because you can see his influence. Like, Yo, I yeah. really want to make Yo. this funny. I want to make this a scene. I want to have my moment, Yo. and I want to impress Martin. Yeah. She had to dig deep she in did. her bag for that. So the irony is that, like, how much is that just them being connected in person in real life during that period of time? Mm. Because, I mean... Things are going to change in their relationship dramatically yeah. offset. Yeah. Like very yeah. soon. It's very very soon. soon. So, like, this chemistry is a bubble bursting of something, yeah. right? And you don't want really to think about it like that until the fact that you added that in there. Season three, Tommy and Pam start dating, which yeah. can be very, very dangerous. It sounds fun when you think about it, like, oh, my friend dating. 
you know, my friend, my yeah. friend dating my, yeah. you know, my boyfriend's man. And it sounds like it could be a good time. You think about all the double dates. But when one relationship goes sour, that's going to mm. change everything. Yeah. Very glad they kept that together. But that could have easily been us never being friends again to that degree. I love how- was not having it. Oh yeah, he was not. I was not about to say, it. I love how we got the two perspectives because when they started really planning the wedding, Gina's like, and then my best friend is there, and your best friend, so Tommy should be the best right. man, yeah. and Martin's like, oh no 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 no, uh uh-uh. uh, Tommy lost some points with the Pam thing. Don't call back up to Tommy. <laughs> Yo, okay, there's a scene where. This is the same episode with the Gotta Get Your Groove On bit that's running throughout the show, which is hilarious. They open the door, Gotta Get Your Groove On! Um, But they also fight. Like, they have this big falling out. Uh, Sophisticated ladies, right? Mm -hmm. They have a big falling out. um, And when they come in, Gina and Martin are arguing with Pam and Tommy just about various things. Like, I see why they get along. They have a very sharing relationship. She shaves his head. He shaves her beard. (laughs) (laughs) Another example of them being just a dynamic couple and we can see them work together. Right. I could get into yeah. that kind of relationship where I'm double dating my friends and we beefing and arguing like that. <laughs> At the end, like just like life, they were like, oh. We still play cards tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. Why not? That's why not. Yeah, yeah, we down. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, a recurring star in this season, Laquita, Simbi Kali. Well, I, I wanted to know her mostly because while she's doing this, she's also in Third Rock from the Sun. Really? Yeah, playing a completely non-ethnic character. I mean, she's black. Yeah. She's got the dreadlocks, but she's just not, you know, she's doing it at the same time. And she's also dating and married to Scooter from Living Single. Wow. What? Yep. In real life. Can I ask y'all a question? Yeah. Laquita or Kilolo? Ooh. Laquita. Like, Laquita and Sophisticated Ladies... Yeah. Just like solidify. I mean, great. I'll come back with that bougie girl. I'm going to Juanita's bubble curl. So good. Yeah. Now, season four, they're married. You know, we don't got to get into the marriage thing. Y'all seen it. But for the most part, I do mm-hmm. like the let me get my boogie on for the last time. Bit. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I could almost do it without watching that episode. Because it's really just for formality. Yeah. 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 Guest stars in season four. Biggie Small. Yes, sir. Blow, baby, blow. What I find well is, well, I don't know Biggie, your friend, until now. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, yeah, we go way back. I don't like back. that. We've been not... together for a minute, and I'm just finding out Biggie is your homeboy. Biggie wanted to come to the wedding. <laughs> you got married and invite me to the wedding? I'm not going to lie. The storyline of Biggie being his friend was confusing because I also know that Tommy and Cole were childhood friends of his, and Tommy didn't know who Biggie was. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it, It's an off script storyline you could tell that it, it right that it was something that they just created and threw in there to yeah. have him on, on the, the show, show which was greatly done like mm-hmm. they I mean, did it so good you'll find about- you'll find this often though in story arcs yeah. that sometimes it is just some somebody throwing something in there and but it I don't mean, make sense but you ain't right. supposed to think about it right. <laughs> you ain't supposed to you ain't supposed to question this it. really shows the span of where he is now because 95 96 you know you know the next year mm-hmm. we're about to lose biggie and Pac the yeah. following year yeah. and the guest star beforehand his first tv appearance snoop dogg biggie small for tv appearance martin as well yeah 
Like, I mean, a lot Coast, of East people's Coast. first TV but appearance was Martin. It's Martin. probably a few episodes apart from each other when you think about it, because yeah. Snoop Dogg's the end of season two, yeah. or season three, and then you have Biggie coming in season four, and that's just an interesting note, because it reminds me of Steve Harvey when he had, um, he had Snoop yeah, and, and Diddy. Diddy yeah, on, yeah, yeah, Snoop and Diddy yeah. on, yeah, to do like a West Coast, East yep. Coast beef squashing thing. Yeah. Oh my That's God. how deep that was at that right. time. I did not know from this episode, and until that episode, that Tommy was such a square. He oh. had no idea who Biggie was. Oh, yeah, that was he so thought funny. He was- you just changed that whole rap thing, man. Can't touch this. That bit is so good. It's so because it's so real. He did the dance and everything. It's like, so real. That's really how people be. He, he got him confused with people in other movies and everything. Um, Marla Gibbs. Bye bye, babies. So precious. Miss Minnie. Miss Minnie. Yes. What a legend. Yes. Marla Gibbs is nuts. Yes. I can't believe she exists. She's, I mean, she's alive and yeah. she's well. She, I mean, she guest stars on stuff to this day. To this yeah. day. To this day. Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore was she literally was, uh, in everything. everything. Yeah. So she was. Phil Morris, the legend in that too. Yes. I mean, he did some work. He's he in Seinfeld, Seinfeld yep. Fresh Prince, and Martin at the same time. Wow. And yeah. his character on Seinfeld is to this day, like he's he's doing a commercial um, in character yeah. right now from his yep. Seinfeld character. Yes. Um, what I mean, the range on that guy. He yeah. was in Black AF. He still. I mean, he was in Blackish too. He's still he's, doing stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Guilty plug. I'm voicing his character on a podcast. That's really, really. Because he does. Uh, he does um, voice work too. Though. Shameless plug. That's what. That's, I mean. that's yeah. so. You gonna do that? Outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's even the ball more? Who's even the ball more? I ain't even the ball more. I don't even want to give y'all a snippet. Oh, you got to send that to me as soon as it happens. Because Martin and Seinfeld, are my, it's right there for me. Yes, but that episode with the Bozaks. Yeah. yeah, yes, that is classic. The dinner scene. Yeah, that was another like Yo. iconic scene with Martin and Gina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really learned a lot about them doing that. Martin is like, I have the breast, yeah. and he looks dead <laughs> at Kenya Moore's chest, and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> that was when Gina was like, "You better leave." It's funny as hell how far how far breast. Um, puns went in the 90s because yeah. nobody casually refers to them as blessed. It's a medical term. Right. <laughs> like you almost you never like let me see your breath. It never, it never happens yeah. unless you're doing the performing a mammogram. No, we say titties right yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. But you can't really spin that too many different ways. Uh, Christoph St. John, rest in peace. Uh, we finally get a Chris Rock. So I lean over my hand on her nizzy. <laughs> the whole thing. He took me to the drive through y'all. <laughs> Listen. Is Shanae getting another high profile date? Yeah, with Chris Rock. She got Jackie Chan and Chris Rock. And Kid. Hey, the rain. Shanene was winning. She be running through them, right? Yeah. Um, Dorian Wilson. That's Ogilvy. Professor Ogilvy. Um, Oh, that was Homeo and Juliet. Homeo and Juliet, yes. One of my favorites because when he comes out doing that dance number, Gina, Gina, give me one more chance. Give me me one more chance. Nicole Gilbert from Brownstone. I can't remember what episode that is, but she's singing. Um, Sherman Hemsley, DMV Blues, yeah, such man. a good episode. A great shining one from Miss Jerry too. Ms. She kills Jerry. it. Um, um, what's almond brown? <laughs> you so almondy. <laughs> Look at you, almondy brown. You so almondy. So so yeah, so funny. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The Tommy and Martin falling out is hilarious. Yeah, um, the hospital. They try to do the impression. Yes. Ah ah ah. Damn, you sound just like him. Like I'm, like he was like, damn, I'm good, ain't I? <laughs> I 
guest star in that episode, Adele Gibbons. Adele Gibbons yes. as well, yes. She yes. talked about Gina's head. <laughs> Is something wrong with your girlfriend? Because they head like it's all on swole. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. And they sing, um, they okay, sing, um, call on your brother. brother. Lena, we all need somebody, somebody to lean on. So good. And they start singing, singing for a yes. while. And the guy that's not Tommy is like, you got his hand up? He got his hand up. They thought Tommy was going to the upper room. <laughs> so They funny. thought he was gone. So funny. Now, this is the final appearances of Mama Payne, Amber Man, and Jerome in season four. And I, I wanted to mention that because this kind of really shows Martin's shutdown. Yeah. 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 He didn't even have the energy. He didn't have the energy for all of those characters like that. Um, my notable episodes, we've covered all of them in this in this conversation, so we're good there. But Why Can't We Be Friends also has a great bit in the movie theater um, where they go see Love Don't Cost a Thing. Oh, yes. Not, yes. not Love Don't Cost a Thing. Um, then Love Between Love and Hate. Oh, my God. Oh, I got my love movie mixed up. But Aggravated Man shows up in this one. And every time that they gave a character just a general, like a general character, try like, this man is aggravated, aggravated man, angry man. Like, that whole thing was hilarious to Absolutely. me. Now, season five. Under that, I got the word yikes. Season five started off okay. Yeah. But it went downhill very fast. Because you got the episodes like the Halloween one when he was Ike Turner. Get out. Oh, yeah. um, oh Working Girls is hilarious too, high key. Gina and Pam, they're trying to do a marketing, they're doing stuff for the marketing firm or whatever. It's pretty good. And this season also brings out the U.S. Olympics women's team who are filled with next year's WNBA stars. Absolutely. Uh, so I wanted to mention that because I think it's like a press run for, you know, yeah. the WNBA because they also did a bunch of stuff like Sister Sister had yeah. Lisa Leslie on to help promote it. I love that. Snow White's a good episode. Well, Aquanetta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That That's a good yeah, one. You know you'd be tripping if, if, <laughs> if Tommy came here with a green sister now. You know you would be. Right? But after that, it immediately turns into like what feels like we had to write this super fast. Okay, what about, I know Gina wasn't on this one. Yeah. But, or and there were two episodes mm-hmm. going overboard. Everybody here oh, says that's going, the most tolerable episode from that season. It's the yeah. most tolerable. The most, the episode from that from that season that I can't stand is, I guess they were scrambling for something to do that mm-hmm. did not include Gina and did not need Gina. Mm-hmm. Is when they realized that the marriage license was signed. Oh my God, the hoops they had wow. to jump through like, it was just to get that it's document so right. Cringy to watch that episode because it's like the writers. It's a completely were just ridiculous notion. To be like, I wasn't married to my wife this whole time. Like, we learned this two seasons later. You know what's, what's, I mean, I will say this. They were smart for figuring out a way to write David into something. Yeah. Because we needed needed everything we could do to, like, take the weight off of this. By the end of the show, like, the last few episodes, we get Lynn Whitfield, David Allen Greer, Uh um, uh, Keith Sweat, Tyrese, Uh um, Phil Morris again as a different character. So, with Tyrese... I want to say that that was supposed to be a potential a lead in yeah, for a pilot, a pilot for, for yes. Pam to have a show. It was. Oh, yeah. Dondre Whitfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jenna Von Oy, Parkers. Jenna Von Oy, yeah, right yeah. before she did the Parkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, yeah. you know, just, it was really rough. And I mean, I, I think the biggest issue here is that 
like you said, Gina was stepping into a new vein in her acting life because of the chemistry that she had with this person. And then it got shut down so fast. Do we know exactly why we know? Because I I know throughout the years, I have heard so many rumors and reasons as to why we suddenly no longer see her character Mm -hmm. with Martin in the same room. Sexual harassment. The the issue there is that people have widely debunked whether or not that was not just some sort of a tactic that Gina used to do something, to make some sort of a point. There's a a side of the story where people think that they were romantically involved and Martin was not, you know, as committed to the idea as she was. And she was like, you know what, you've been touching me this whole time. But not only that, but Tisha Campbell became Tisha Campbell Martin very early on in the show. She, She married... Um, Dwayne Martin. Yeah, I, Dwayne Martin. There are also early on that he was involved, mm-hmm. but that right yeah. that yeah. he was kind of the like. Well, you wouldn't know it's ironic. The back can... person who was kind of like steering that that yeah. led to the the charges. And Her. I mean, now they're divorced. Right. Exactly. And now, and now, all of a sudden, now we have a reunion time, we have right? A reunion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, just rumors. Just rumors. We will now, we will never know what we happened. Won't. You can you never. Can see. They're never gonna speak on it. They're never gonna address it head on. It's I'm, just I'm not gonna, gonna be a thing. It's my life's work. You can watch Gina's wedding video on YouTube. It's there. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Gina was yeah. there. Made of, made of honor. A bunch, a there, bunch of the house. Martin, Martin shows up for a second and just throws the peace sign, and that's the really? end of it. He's in the clip. I don't that. Yeah, he's at the wedding. But it's so interesting how things turn from that point. Now, yeah. I did mention this to all to say that it's my favorite bit of fan fiction in the history of all black history. This what happened between these people because there's a correlation between Martin, Lark, Gina, Vivica, Jada, Will. Dwayne Martin, Dwayne Martin, Lisa Ray, and the there is some the US weird. <laughs> there are some weird things it, it, in that it group. It is, it is, and yeah. if you listen to some of them talk today, they got little little jabs that they throw, especially all Lisa Ray. Well, Lisa Ray is always Lisa been on Ray that kind is, of time. Is, is, she's is, always been on that kind of time. She she's the most vocal about it. Is the most vocal sure. about it, and she's going to be. A, she's a, wanting to smoke with and figure out because I don't yeah. think it will take much. She, she ain't gonna tell me. I really, really need to know what the fuck was going on in the nineties, and I need to know these stories. I kind of have a theory, a little bit. This is not necessarily like this. So theoretical, so theoretical. It doesn't really count. But everybody's piecing Will Smith apart these days, right? Everybody. Now, his book pieces him apart, too. Like, about his own ego, right? Now, out of this group, one of these people became the Mr. July, like Mr. Summer, right? And the rest of them all struggled to maintain their sanity for the next 20 years. Illuminati. For the next 20 years. Like, Lark is lost. I mean, we lost Lark. Like, completely lost her. And, like, learning what you said earlier about how... Their relationship transitioned. Terrible. Is, Listen, is awful. Terrible. I, I don't believe in the Illuminati, but if I'm in the 10th grade watching YouTube videos, this is the story that would convince yeah, me. Yeah, this, this, this is one like this, Will yeah. Smith making it and all these niggas like going through some shit. This is the story that would have convinced me that it's real. Why, why did um, that even happen? You know, like why did that have to happen? I will say the most that was spoken on it came from an interview when Martin was on a press run and he was asked about it and he pretty much said, oh, it's all lies. He did. Mm-hmm. 
and that turned into a thing because then they asked Tisha, Tisha and she was like, I don't know why he would say that. Like, it was a moment. Why would he not lie? Why like, would he say And this was recent. This like, was, it, I think I want to say it was Bad Boys Run. Bad Boys yeah. 3 Run. Yeah. yeah. Press Run. When Tisha was asked about it, she said she she obviously was uncomfortable with that answer. Yeah, she's not going to tell us anything. She's but she not. said legally she can't speak on it. And she said right. she reached out to Martin and said, Martin, we good, right? Like, yeah. We on the same and page? they really, she said the moment they were good was when she was going through her separation mm-hmm. and Martin reached out. That's when it was like all renewed and restored. Yeah, that's when they reconnected. When viral when like Martin. Tashina and Tisha went to like eat together. Yeah, together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A couple you, years you, ago, where we, we thought we were like, oh, that What's did not happen. That, that, that did exactly. not happen. Yeah. I want to say until she was legally separated. Yeah, that's so messy, and it, it makes Dwayne Martin look like the worst guy. In it this, makes I think. it makes Dwayne Martin and look like a, few like a times lot I've of heard, things. A few times I've heard bad things about Dwayne Martin actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's most guy. I was about to say that is Will Smith's guy. But also, Will Smith produced all of us. Will Smith produced all of us. It's written about his relationship, and they Mm -hmm. really fall out behind the scenes for real. Uh, Like um, Tia, Elise Neal said she left all of us because Will and Jada were so messy with handling that show and how they behaved on set when they came around. I guess you know, PR just did a good job of stating that. She left the show because she didn't like the direction of the characters with um, Nisi's character, like, having to move back in. And the that was whack. It was whack. It was, was interesting. Did y'all expect to know more from the reunion? Because oh. I went into the reunion not expecting to know any. I didn't expect to get anything about what went down between Martin and Tisha. And I mean, I didn't expect it. It's kind of like, remember the Fresh Prince reunion where you had the moment where... Oh, they really broke that. Know, yeah. And, uh, broke it down. Know, Janet, the old Aunt And they broke down. it down, but I... That would have been nice. I, but I guess legally, they couldn't do legally, it. Legally, they more than likely couldn't. I don't believe I, that they legally can't do it. I made the comment that <laughs> if you're not going to address the... The actual elephant in the room, as far as what their relationship was at the time, you at least got you at least got to address what happened on the show because that's what your audience saw. And I think you can at least talk about the barriers. You yeah. can at least talk they about they literally how acted hard. like season five did yeah. not happen, well, which is what a lot of us do as fans. Yeah. But I think they miss an opportunity to talk about the breakdown of the show because that's what it was. But even more reason why they need to talk about the actual show and what happened well, see, with it more than anything. The be- only person that talks about it to a certain extent is Tashina. Mm-hmm. She'll say certain things in interviews. Carl like, Payne will just brush right through it. Yep. But Tashina will say, like, yeah, it got to a point where Tisha had to leave. She won't go into detail. She's, and yeah. she's not. Well, she's supportive. Tashina has been really loyal to Martin throughout the years, too. And, because Tashina yeah. popped up yeah. and stuff. She was in Big Mama's during exactly. a time where Gina could not be around Martin. Because right. uh, that's just a few short years after this after, happened. After Martin, like, two yeah. Years. Two, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's nuts to think mm-hmm. about. But the real issue here is, like, I think why it's so different with Will and his kind of stuff is that he's like in a space now where he's like, okay, I think therapy's a big deal. Like his, he's like a, he's on a therapy based mode. Right. And you know, you got to try to convince black people to like, you know, it might help you with some other things. If you kind of like was able to really put this behind you in a way that's actually healthy. Tisha's always coming off sort of strange to people. 
Martin's energy hasn't been what it used to be for mm-hmm. years. You know, and I've been saying on the podcast that I think that, like, it may have legitimately been love. You know, like, they may well, have been in love with each other and just did not, they didn't play it right. And miss. they were both heartbroken for the next 10, 15 years. Well, even if you watch the reunion, you can catch moments yeah. of them catching eyes with each other. Well, even when you think about the for sexual harassment sure. charges and you see some of these bloopers, you're like, yeah, I mean, he's all up on her. Like, I mean... A penis is still a penis whenever you're acting, right? If it's yeah. up on her, it's up on her, right? They have intimacy coaches for things like that now. They did not then. They didn't, right. And mm-hmm. he's a wild boy with a wild ego. And you he's know. doing drugs, too, mind you. Like, he's on drugs for a lot of Oh, we can talk about Martin, what he was going yeah. through at that time. I mean, he had a lot of, like, yeah. moments having, like, these emotional out- breakdowns outbursts. outbursts. Like, it's a lot of pressure, though. You know, I remember hearing... Uh, they did a friends reunion, and the guy that played Chandler said, you know, he was an alcoholic because he wouldn't get the laugh for certain things. Somebody who's getting a laugh, I can't handle it. <laughs> I need to get, I need to get a laugh too. Like wow. he was the comic relief for the most part. He told jokes throughout the show the entire time, yeah. and he he would say whenever he didn't get the right laugh, like there's a certain laugh he wanted to hear, he would get so depressed. He became very addicted. To like a big, big laugh. Well, we learned through the reunion that their big laugh was actually them stomping their feet yeah. in the stand. Yeah. The yeah. fans stomping. Yeah. So I can imagine going through an entire episode run and nobody stomped their feet. Not only that, but this man also spent five years on Def Jam where people like they're having congregations. Like it's, it's like a like they're jumping up and down out of their seats. At yeah. Mark. Oh, my God. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like the kind of the kind of ego he had to have coming off of being the funniest guy on Def Jam, who's not actually a showcaser. You know, like they, people came in between Martin to do their sets, and people were waiting for Martin. They wanted the host back. They yeah. wanted the host back. And let's go back to the beginning because in that reunion, he states. When he does like realized his character needed a girlfriend, yeah. he knew he wanted Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell. Yeah. He had a crush on her. I mean, whether it was a business crush or not, he had a crush on Tisha Campbell. He knew he wanted Tisha yeah. Campbell. A lot can be said there. A lot. Maybe I mean, yeah. you know. Men aren't that complicated. Absolutely right. We're not that complicated. Like if, if you think that we might be attracted to somebody just based off energy, you're ninety nine point nine percent right. It really isn't. There's nothing to hide. We don't have options. There's nothing else we can do. What are we gonna do? Act like coy, standoffish? You just won't come over here. Like <laughs> girls aren't gonna come I, over here if I'm acting like that. You gotta act like something. I'm not at all justifying it, but back to your point, there weren't coaches yeah. and consultants. Yeah. It was a this is my show, yeah. and I chose her to be my girlfriend, and I maybe like her a little bit, yeah. and I'm gonna let it show. Yeah, yeah. You know, but we're talking about a woman who was married early on. I want to say either in the first or second season, she got, like, in her personal life, she got married. Uh, was, I feel um, like it was around the same time that she and Martin got married. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the, the third, fourth. Yeah. Like, the, the season that they become married on the show is the same year that she got. She so, it, it was that year. Okay. Yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Babyface... It was it's in the wedding because it's like Babyface is in Gina's wedding in real life, it's and she married similar. somebody named Martin. Martin, 
That's funny as hell. It's nuts, though. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Like, she literally bought her TV wife life home with her. Yeah. I mean, to the same level. You, you could argue that Dwayne Martin and Martin, like, I mean, same height. You know, <laughs> nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Like, the big ears. The big ears, same height. I mean, he just he got, like, a shade or two on Martin. That's about it. It was funny short. on the reunion. Huh? He not short. Martin, I mean, Dwayne Martin is, like, an inch or two taller than Martin. Really? He's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's, he's not that tall. It was funny yeah. on a reunion when Tashina called her Tisha Campbell, no Martin. Because it go, it's a big pun. Yes. It's a big pun. Like, it's a, it's it's a, a double it's entendre. A don't even ask me how. That just reminded me of another moment. Tashina is funny as fuck. Where <laughs> Atheon addressed them having music careers. And Tashina goes, she's still, still here. Yo. She's still here. But Shame. even when they hosted the Soul Train Awards last year, Tashina said to Tisha, we really missed you on the fifth season. <laughs> That's right. I feel like Tashina sees through the bullshit and she holds oh, them yeah. accountable. I, I mean, she like, absolutely, absolutely does. As a she good best does. friend would do. I, you don't see no ring on my finger. I know, because you lost it in the settlement. <sighs> she has nothing. Nothing. Which is why she was my choice to smoke with so I could figure out what went on, but she's not going to do it. We didn't even talk about Pam and Martin's dynamic. Oh, let's get into it. Because I got thoughts and that rolls into another subject. What's your favorite insult that you can think of off the top of your head? BDBs, only because I learned that. She came over with BDB. I just looked at her neck and said, BDB. You never look behind you. A woman never can, she, you can't look Tashina, behind don't you. don't try to explain this and shit. I know that I really had BDBs. BD has to get paid. He's coming through G's. Mine is the Lucky Charms joke. Magically Yo, delicious. They're magically delicious <laughs> and he cracks up immediately. Yeah. Oh my God. And then the lollipop girl. We represent the <laughs> She dug deep for that. <laughs> she dug deep for that. I said mine, which is the Rockwoods board, because I, I really think that was like an advanced joke. I think it was bigger than it than she, she needed. She called him Tyke Turner. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, all that. See, that's the thing. That the, the biggest thing with with this show is that Martin was very like you could tell he was socially educated. He chose to be black. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think there's like a a weird transition from seeing black men pander the best way they know how to get to the top and then Martin being like, listen, he's first of all, he's from Germany, right? Which is military. It doesn't necessarily define your blackness or anything. Yeah. But he's a gymnast. Uh, he's been doing star search. And all these references, Wilson couldn't pick it. Mm -hmm. Like all the bites from other, you know, you know, more white sitcoms just to like get right. the format right. He still chose to be black as hell. And I think that was a, it was a conscious effort, and that's the reason why when Chris Rock said what he said about the fact that all this black shit started, he said there's no UPN or WB without Martin. And I mean, that's facts. Where is the lie? Where is the that's lie? That's the foundation even, right there. Even when you look back at how the costume designers dressed them, yeah. it was one of the first shows where we saw urban fashion and yeah. hit, like. The HBCU T-shirts with the Jordans and the don't you the love le like the 
Squirt socks with the leggings and the oversized t-shirts mm-hmm. and just all of it. What trend do white people have that is as cross-generational as Jordan's fashion-wise? You asking a serious question? I don't think there's one. I'm about to say, I don't I don't, I don't think don't there's one. There I think one. about the fact that I've seen Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and Jerry Seinfeld wear J's. Yes. And, it, and, it, and they're the J's that we buy today. Today. It never ends. I love that. Um, now it's understated that yeah. Pam and Martin had that dynamic, but when somebody came up to Pam and tried that shit, he was like, "Oh no, nah. you don't know, yeah, oh no, nah. you don't have to talking about her like that." Hey, yeah. When I me watching Monique trying to come for Pam, yeah. Martin was like, "You don't know that sister like that." To yeah, be talking about her like that. That reminds me of whenever um, Pam got hypnotized uh, during the, from the dentist. That was <laughs> that is a a great episode for me. Black we get yes. to see her take him on and does an amazing job at it. It was so good. She's so amazing. She is. Now, I wanted to uh, just quickly mention the Def Jam stars that are a part of this show and the In Living Color stars that are part of this show because part of the reason why I think Martin is the culmination of what happened in black entertainment from that point on is the fact that he utilized both of those shows who are equally as pivotal mm-hmm. uh, for comedy in general. One thing is in Seinfeld, there's a point where Jerry's financially struggling, or his parents think that he is. She's like, you know, comedy's not what it used to be. With, with Def Jam and all. And Kramer's like, yeah, that Def Jam is a force. Love that bitch. So <laughs> it's a force. Much. It's so funny for so many reasons because it's also Kramer saying it, and you you know how he feels about niggers. Yeah. Um, but 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 like, it was it was it was a subtle way to give credit to something that was happening. It was a big up. From Seinfeld to something that was happening that, you know, he was very new to it. I fucking yeah. love that. Um, so, from Def Jam, we get Michael Collier. That is uh, Gina and Pam's boss, Mr. Whitaker, the bald one. He's the one that was really funny because he got that voice. That that guy is a funny dude. When Mr. Whitaker gave Gina the advice on how to get the bed from around <laughs> her neck. How have we not talked about that episode? <laughs> you know, she's, I mean, literally, that episode is nuts. It is. Nuts. She has to wear that wig. Oh, my God. Another episode where we see her comedic chops come through. Mm. She had to re- she had to really, like, Yo. go deep for that. You got this thing around you. It was really around her neck. Yes. kind of reminds me, and I don't even know how to wrap, how to make this make sense right now. But in season five, when I mentioned that there's not, like, crazy great episodes, but the Working Girls one, she dresses up like a man. And his name, her name is Jean. Nate. Last name Nate. 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 That's season five. From the research that's, department. That is season five. Tisha yeah. Campbell working right there. She was working in that episode. But that also reminds me, man, it's just. It's episode, <laughs> I know, I know. The episode where she was, uh, she had to get the wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. Oh, oh, my the parking God. tickets. And oh, when she got the parking she tickets. Was like, my friend Pam, Ika. No, no, I was talking about my other friend Pam. Ika. Martin was so problematic. <laughs> he don't pay your tickets. No, girl, please. <laughs> I park where I damn well, please. I get a ticket, rip, rip, I tears it up. <laughs> Dude, I probably got about four or five tickets on your car loan, you know? That's <laughs> on the really real. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing life is about being provoked. 
It really is. People are going to tell you it's about being happy and healthy, but everything requires a little bit of provocation. You cannot just sit here and heal and just be healed and think life is just going to be fun. You need to push back sometimes. You sometimes, need a challenge. Sometimes you got to <laughs> You need to learn dumb. something. And make some dumb decisions sometimes that's going to put somebody in an awkward place so they can, you can see what your heart really is. Hello. You can't be healthy for five seasons. Now, okay, Def Jam, Michael Collier, Ajay Sanders, beautiful girl. Love her so much. That's She was the pregnant woman in, um, in the episode. Wait, oh, better than mine. Bobby. You want me, Bobby? You want me? Can we please? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> when he says we don't need no umbilical cord, this, this is TV. Breaking that fourth wall. Yes. I, I laugh almost harder at Cole going, systolic and diastolic norm. <laughs> Cole, where'd you get that from? Me and Mom's was watching Doogie Howser last night. Oh man, Adele Gibbons, who was in the um, Tommy oh, yeah. episode we mentioned, and Guy Tori, who was a writer on the show the entire time. He wrote uh, the Cabin Trip episode with the really? rap. The whole rap bit, that's all Guy Tori. Really? Okay. Damn cabin rap. Trip. Chilligan's Island. Chilligan's Island. Chilligan's oh, Island. Also, an iconic at that ain't no damn yeah, puppy. puppy. So, so after that episode, yeah. it must be has like became a because thing. Because it came back in another episode yes. when okay. Martin and Pam. <laughs> I can't so, even talk about it without laughing. So funny. remember when Bar- Martin and Pam got stuck together in the woods? Yes, yes, yes in the and woods. The came back. Yeah. Yes, the puppy came back. Because Martin wanted to get back and watch the game. Oh, and, like, the Pam is back. Get... That's the moment they had the bond in the woods. Yes. And he wants to get back for the game. Yes. They were going to see the waterfall. Yes. Again, Gina over impressing stuff that nobody want to do. Now, something that I didn't talk about is there's a lot of crossover writers from Fresh Prince, Jamie Foxx, and this. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So there's a lot of parallel storylines, and they fit it for the, you know, the cast that they had, essentially. Man, it, it really proves how whack Lisa and Will's relationship was when they have to put it to the test like that, because what test? Yeah. Who cares if you guys make it? And nobody no did. One they does. didn't make it. In Living Color, Kelly Cofield was great on the episode where they're trying to plan the wedding. She's 15 G's. <laughs> 15 G's. 15 G's. Uh, David Allen Greer in Living Color, of course. Tommy Davidson and Kim Cole. And we've all mentioned the episodes. That's like four stars each from each show right there. Yeah. And I think that Def Jam and Living Color are the culmination of the best black talent ever. Ever. ever I love ever, it. Ever. And it was a big deal when someone got their own show. They all watched each yep. other in the trenches. And when you graduated from the show and got your yeah. own, that was huge for them. So and then huge. when you took somebody along with you, which they always did, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, a very beautiful moment that we got in the reunion was the um, memorial of Tommy. I find it funny his name was Tommy. When do they decide to use their real name as their character? Um, they might have legitimately asked them because I think one of the bigger questions that a lot of stars say is, are you ready to be known by this forever? So for some people who are like, uh, I really don't want to be known as a character name forever because, you know, Carl gets called Cole everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of actors make a conscious effort to push for their 
their government first name to be it so they don't have to live under the guise of yeah. George Costanza or Rachel Green or, you know, Steve Urkel. I mean, it's kind of poetic since he's not here anymore, you know? I never thought about um, it that way, but Thomas, you're right. They, Michael Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hosted a whole memorial for him and all the cast members got up and said their piece about him and his that was ex-wife great. was there it, and his children and it was a very beautiful moment. It was great. Something that I noticed that one of them said at the beginning was to his wife and kids or mm-hmm. his ex-wife. We'll just say wife because that's what they called her. But they said to her, we know that you guys weren't able to do this like you wanted to. Right. Which I immediately found interesting because they called her his wife. So I'm like, well, why not? And then doing my research found out, oh. They weren't together. They actually were not together. He was in a relationship with someone at the time of his passing. Mm -hmm. They had been together for two years and through kind of digging through her Instagram, Mm. saw that there was a memorial that was posted on Eventbrite that people could RSVP to. Oh, wow. That's a thing. So it explained. This is what happens if Diddy dies while he's dating Carisha. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. It explains the we know you didn't get to do this like you wanted to Mm -hmm. um, comment. We lost him in 2016. And it's crazy. I like when I have to totally get lost in Martin so that I don't remember that he's not with us. Right. Once you. Maybe more sad than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the saddest I had ever been because when you watch Mm -hmm. it, you get lost in the character so much, you almost forget that Thomas is not with us anymore. And this, this show is a great, it's a great example of how to know when to fold. You know, like, I mean, it's kind of like. It's something that's hard for people to learn in general, but like now it's being preached like all the time. Like insecure has to end right now because it's in a sweet spot. Atlanta has to end right at this point because it's a sweet spot. They know better than to like run the board with things that don't work for us. You know, so many shows we watched growing up, it wasn't matter to see how much juice we could get out of the franchise for as long as possible. To the point where they would burn you out, right? A hundred plus episodes gets you into syndication level. Yeah. So if you get to a hundred you're probably going to get syndication if it's an amazing show or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And Martin, just knowing full well, there's no way you're going to be able to rewrite stuff in season six yeah. to make mm-hmm. this make sense to anybody. Even if it was just Pam, you know, being an A&R, I mean, people are going to sit there and be like, where are your friends? You know, I don't exactly. know how much of a correlation there is, but... Um we have the example from Martin of networking across. Yeah. And I remember Issa Rae specifically saying that in like early interviews when she first started doing her show on HBO as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also went out on top in season five. And I wonder well, if there were any points that she kind of took from Martin. I'll tell you what. Larry Wilmore is the co-creator of Insecure. Of Insecure. Yeah, Larry mm-hmm. Wilmore. Without him, we don't have a lot of We don't have he a lot. He wrote for In Living Color. He wrote for Fresh Prince. He wrote for Sister Sister. He wrote for Bernie Mac Show. He wrote The Office. I mean, it's like it's it's an Ooh. endless pool Goat. of things that Larry, <laughs> Larry Wilmore has done for us. Yeah, you, you got to know when to fold. 
Now, this Buffy article says, if Martin had been set in 2015, I'm just going to run these down. You guys got to find these funny. I don't know where this is going or what's in this. I didn't see this. So right. this is all news to me as well. I'm glad for this because mostly, like, it's a little dated because it's 2015, but it's as current as it gets. All right, y'all. We in 2015. Remember 2015. that. Go to 2015 in your mind right now. You will be listening to Future. I mean. Fetty Wap. 1739. Oh, wow. The Fetty Wap. That's, is that 15? I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Future would have definitely been a guest star as well as Drake. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to make out anything he said, though. No. He sounds like he's in a, a consistent vocoder. It's super hard to listen to him. Pam joins Hotep Twitter. Martin calls her Erica Badon. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yep. Stan convinces everybody to buy his prepaid legal services, then runs off on a trip to the Caribbean with their money. Love it. Martin and Gina break up after fighting over whether or not a good date should cost $200. <laughs> <laughs> Pam shows up and calls Martin Barack Obama. That was 2015. Yeah. <laughs> Cole and Tommy convinced Martin that ass eating is for bucks. I didn't know. It. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Run that back, run that back, run that back, run that back. I didn't know we were going to go there at all. Is this Janae year? Is this supposed to be? Supposed to be, <laughs> supposed to be was 16 or You're 17, right. like, I thought. Just, just getting to that ass eating part of, yeah. of our lives. We weren't at the peak um, yet. Oh, my God. Cole and Tommy convinced Martin that ass eating is for punks. Martin refuses and soon thinks Gina's cheating with Brumman because <laughs> y'all know he eats anything, man. <laughs> That is a nasty one. Oh my god. Where did you find this? BuzzFeed. <laughs> Pam tries to become internet famous by putting clips of her singing on YouTube. <laughs> Martin calls her We Beyonce. You know what? We could do without that second part. Yeah, the right. first part is it. funny yeah, it on is. its own right. Martin and Brumman try selling t shirts at Black Lives Matter Rally. Ooh. But the shirt to say Black List with no E. <laughs> Mater. <laughs> that's that's, that's a good solid. One. Mama Payne gets a new bird and teaches it to call Gina a thot. Mama Payne's still alive. Mama Payne <laughs> is listen. dead as Mama Kim's still here, so Mama oh, well, Payne you might know as well. what? That's true. That is true. You might as well be. Mama Payne probably still with us. Just out of spite for Gina. The gang have a week-long fight over whether or not women should have sex with their hair tied up at night. Oh, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. That's some okay, black. Yeah. That's a black, black ass black subject there. About Pam's BDBs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I and he don't want to see them anyway. <laughs> Jerome learns how to do the shmoney dance and claims that Bobby Schmurter stole it from him. <laughs> you know, I've been doing the shmoney since before you young bees got any honey. <laughs> Bob, the co-worker, accuses Gina and Pam of reverse racism for having a black links in networking event. <laughs> when Varnell Hill does paternity tests, Cole is devastated to find that the Big Shirley's kid is not his. <laughs> Y'all know Big Shirley Kid ain't his. Y'all know it ain't. Some of those are really solid. Surprisingly, it's like 50 of these. I don't think it's worth all 50. But, yeah. Well, we know Martin's not open to a reboot without Tommy, so we'll never see these episodes, but somebody should yeah. make it. And I don't want a, re a reboot. I mean, what are they, um, there's, there's no dark way to spin it like they did a Bel Air. Yeah. But I have been really, really thinking about how that would look for a Family Matters, like a twist. Because I'm On in Chicago. Family Matters? It's Chicago. It's Chicago, nigga! Okay, so you're saying Steve Urkel is mm. a criminal. Well, he's got multiple personalities. He could be a criminal and not. That would actually be good. He yeah. could be a fake nerd. Yeah. But in real life, he's a criminal. Well, I was going to say he's a ghost. Well, not he's only that, not Carl Winslow really has come to terms with being hated for being a cop. A cop. And he's a black cop. So what does Martin mean to you, Bree? 
To me, Martin, Martin means culture. Um, I started watching that show so young. Um, had no business, but you know, having young parents, you're right. gonna watch what they watch. And Martin was the one show I remember consistently from childhood to adulthood, still watching and only loving it more as I got older. Yeah, as I could relate, as I could understand the the jokes, the relationship dynamics, um, and just how it has just embedded itself. And has been the launching pad for so much of what we do in our generation today. Um, Sayings that we use, style that we have, like, implemented into our everyday life, um, puns and bits that we use with each other. I think talk to the hand legitimately. Talk to the hand, you go, girl, girl. get Get to step in, like, just so many things. And it's the one, for me... Like, when I, like, meet somebody for the first time, guy, girl, whatever, and it's always, like, Fresh Prince of Martin. If you don't say Martin, you are you get judged. <laughs> or if somebody throws out a Martin reference and you don't know it, you, you get side-eyed, like, you ain't watch Martin? Yeah. And it's just, it's that one show that just... Whether you're a super fan or not, yeah. everyone knows it. Yeah. Everyone relates to it. Rappers reference it. They reference Forever. Gina. Forever. They reference Pam. They've done, you know, um, music videos, copying scenes. Like, it's it's the one show that has just gone across generations, and I don't see it slowing down. Feeling like Katrina with no FEMA. Like Martin with no Gina. Back when Pam was on Martin, yeah, that's where it all started. On my Martin shit, you go, girl. Make this booty giggle like you Martin and I'm Gina. Every Martin and Gina, but we ain't think about behind us. More talking to Gina, baby, you go, girl. Teasing me just like Tika did Martin. That's what I told as soon as this episode. A Martin go off, I'm trying to get off. Nobody time, nobody time. Watching none of that Martin Lawrence. Smart bank, niggas Pam James. Star, you and do you just like Tommy? Hearns did Martin. I think Bree said it all. Like, I just remember growing up being a kid watching Martin. Um, it was the only show I was able to watch. That had cussing in it. Yeah. Because, you know, I was always, you know, up under my parents and, you know, with my dad. My dad's a huge Martin fan. And just being with him, watching it all the time, not necessarily understanding all the jokes, but I just remember being a kid just laughing. Like, it made me laugh. And even now, you know, at 31 years old, there's not a show that I laugh at harder than Martin. And it just connects me to so many people. Like, you know... Yeah, right, right. Connected and bonded through Martin. And I just, I apply it to my everyday life. Like you mentioned, I just got engaged a few weeks ago. Yeah. Literally the morning that I was about to propose, I went and watched the episodes (laughs) where (laughs) Martin was about to propose to just like calm me down. Hold on, Gina. (laughs) Yes. Like I can just incorporate it into my everyday life. Like if I'm having. A rough day. I come home and watch episodes of Martin, and it just you can make kids write you a thank you note for the for the ring. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) 
Listen, I told her that my proposal speech was about to be like Mark when he said, <laughs> Clank, clank. Will you marry me? Damn. Gina, I will marry you. Damn. I mean, are you happy now? Yes. It's just an iconic show, and I think it will continue to be that for years yeah. and years to come. The fact that we're here tonight just talking about the show. We're talking about hours. the show. And I feel and, like... And can, can keep going, can actually. Keep going but not only that, we, we decided this year that we were doing this, and I made it about Martin. People yeah. said stuff about it. They right. were like, oh, you're doing what? What? What is that coming out? Right. So that just shows how the span is, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Can I just say... Anytime I see a turtle, I call it Snappy Junior. <laughs> I mean, Snappy was special. Yeah. Anytime I see Junior. a dead bird, I call it Ruby. <laughs> I, I spin, this is how we do it probably every weekend, and yeah. I still think about the gotta get your groove on gotta bit. Gotta get your groove on. I took my, I was my little sister's homecoming date whenever she was in the homecoming court. And Took some pictures and there's one where we're just leaning in doing the gotta get your groove on like thing. That's yeah. how deep rooted it is. Yeah. So like I don't have my sisters the way I, I would have my sisters without Martin. Yeah. Like that's that's what we had, you know, yeah. like as a uh, I grew up with with women like predominantly. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I'm not the most sports guy in the world because I you know, I can watch them, yeah, but I don't care as much as most men do. Yeah. Um, but I mean I needed something, you know, and it it, it came down to how we bonded it was music and comedy yeah. all the way down true blue and it doesn't get any more black and comedic than martin yeah so i have to like thank him it's funny because white people always try to compare me to chris rock whenever i'm out working or whatever oh yeah yeah and i'm not a big fan but my sister she mentioned she was like you know they don't always have a reference point like yeah. it's deeper than the one mm. black guy that they know mm -hmm. so if you sound funny Chris Rock or Kevin Hart is what they're going to set. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in black boys like you are influenced by all of them anyway. Exactly. Like, like, there's yeah. a point in time where you go in and out of a Kevin Hart sound or yeah. like a, you know, all this stuff is part of what we do every day. Yeah. Like it's not me or any one of us biting from something. It literally is like, okay, well, Mike Epps and Chris Tucker and Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy, all these people raised me. Like I was obsessed with all this stuff. So naturally, like I picked up some mannerisms, things of that nature. But this makes us, how do I put this? Black people are, we have a very young heritage. As has been pointed out before, other ethnic groups have the benefit of knowing generations and generations back where they come from. So African-American culture in itself is always being pieced apart. Some of it's being accepted by America, some of it's being rejected or not acknowledged at all. But they get to pick and choose which black shit they fuck with, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fact that he didn't wholly pick this one up kind of is a win for us because it's some place for us to be really safe. Mm. I don't feel like that when I watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because I've shared it too much exactly. with too many white people. And as, I mean, all due respect, yeah. we can talk about it all day. But when Martin comes up, I'm looking for the black face so we can have a conversation. Right. We can't have this conversation with yeah. anybody. If a white person has seen every episode, I'm still going to be like, I just, it didn't hit you the way it hit me. It couldn't have. They'll tell mm -hmm. you that they know about the show. Yeah. But they don't know the show in they detail. They don't know the show in they detail. Don't. And at the end of the day, for a culture that is an infant compared to the other cultures that exist in this country, something like Martin means the world because... They've got 16, 20, yeah. 25, 30. They've got history and film back in China, where they're from, or back in Mexico, where they're from, or back in Canada, wherever they're from. Black people are his own ethnic group, his own culture, mm -hmm. and it starts at, like, 1963. Mm -hmm. 
So everything that we do is pivotal. This is the best sitcom that has happened since that has happened. And now because of it, we have Carmichael show, we have Moesha, we've had Bernie Mac, we've had, I mean, all this great black shit. It's the beginning of what is a true black entertainment renaissance. And you got to credit it for that because nothing else could be that. Yeah. I'll say this. I think about the shows that have been the most consistent in my life since I was a child. There's Cosby. For me personally, mm -hmm. there's Cosby. There's Martin. There's Fresh Prince. There is Sister, Sister. I mean, consistently, consistently. when I yeah. think of syndication, right, yeah. when right, I think right, of when right, I was right. young right. To, to now, right. that's the most, that, th those are the most notable. Whenever I post a quote on Twitter, there's a pocket oh, of people yeah. that respond to certain things. Like, if I post about girlfriends, there's a pocket. If I post about Moesha, there's a pocket. But Martin, I feel like that's the one show that's universal amongst black people where yeah. I get engagement every time. I'm not going to get engagement no, every time yeah, I talk yeah. about every... If I post a quote from girlfriends, from sister, sister, I'm not going to always get engagement. Yeah. A quote from Martin, yeah. I'm going to get engagement. And not only that... That is what it means. You can quote Martin hashtagless and go up. A few weeks ago, somebody tweeted, I'm thinking about moving with Big Shirley in the spring. <laughs> I retweeted it, you retweeted it, you saw it, we talked about it. Sure. I mean, you talked about your rent going up. I'm not paying the five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All these things. There's a I Martin mean, reference for nearly everything. Yeah. On your birthday, like, Chris Rock. Oh, we gonna have a party. Look, gonna be there. <laughs> There's always a reference always. point. Always. And is. I always reach somebody when I put any, I can literally yeah. put anything because I will randomly watch something and I put quotes on there. Yeah. No, like, I, no context. Yeah. I just put the quote up there. It's going to always get engagement. People, it's so quotable. And Martin is its own pocket of black comedy. It's sure. so well, simple. It's, it's to the point where if you think about, if I were to tweet, Mama used to say, Take your time, young man. <laughs> Mama used to say, Don't you rush to get old. Would you think about the song Mama used to say, or would you think about Martin? You're going to think about Martin when Gina was saying something and had to correct herself. Same goes with Fire and Desire. I hear Fire and Desire. You might see Tina Marie and Rick, and Rick James doing it, but you're going to think about that scene when Gina was yeah. yeah. Rick James for... might be in the front, but yeah. Martin in the back of the line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When you hear Forever My Lady, you oh. think Forever Sinead. <laughs> It's like a dream. When you hear it lately by Jodeci, you think about Martin on the it's, Martin. It's so hard show. to say goodbye to yesterday. Yes. It's so hard to say goodbye to so, my mom. Bird. Bird. And even offline, like conversations that I have with my brother every day, conversations that I have with cousins, like there's always a Martin reference yeah. or joke. And you do it without even thinking about without it. Without even thinking about yeah. it. That's so true. That's so true. So. I literally tell some people happy birthday by sending the... The Martin and Gina. The Martin and Gina. <laughs> with, come, on, come on, ride that train. Yes, like, literally. And you know what? I mean, gotta let this go, but gotta give them kudos for the taste that they had because they selected the most fire shit to put in that. The best guest stars, the best music, everything was the best of that shit. And um, Black Love, we're gonna always bring up Martin and Gina, oh, when it yeah. comes to black, we saw so many representations of yep, it, and yep. they are their own yep. representation. It's a little toxic, but like I said, 
But how toxic really was it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know they love the fuck out of each other. And they supported the each other. Day, at the end of the day, what, what matters? It? What matters, At the end of the day. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. That's what matters. Like, they said the blueprint for just having a relationship where you can truly just clown with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know how hard it is to like be that unstripped in general. Yeah. I, I really like like she, you guys said in season three, it was a united front about how they were going into the world, mm-hmm. going into that. that's my shit. I really like the idea of, of not me being wrong or you being wrong, but us being wrong. Yeah, that's the only way it could possibly be. Either we're both wrong or we're both right. Right. I appreciate you doing the research, and I appreciate you having us. Yes, thank yeah. you. I, I, I brought the two biggest Martin fans that I know. Period. Well, good night, ladies and gentlemen.